0: What's up everybody welcome to another episode of
1: downtime with downstar episode 226 today we're here with the legend beagle yeah. beagle thanks, what's frank. up brother oh double oh i'm still learning bro i'm still learning man oh, good
2: frank hey dude thanks for having me here man Hyped to see the the whole downstar vibe out here hell yeah bro it's thank awesome. you
1: thank you so much man i appreciate you coming dude yeah um man huge fan of yours bro before thanks, i man. even knew it dude
2: Ooh, sit damn. right there, bro. <laughs> damn, that's the debut.
1: Craziest stories, dude. So, 2000. So I'm 36, right? Back when uh, when I was in high school. I was probably like, when that came, 2001, probably about 2000. 15. Yes. Yeah, 15-ish, something mm-hmm. like that. It was my shit, dude. Sick, dude. Just like the way that the movie was edited, the, the hijinks of it, the soundtracks. Dude, I remember... Um, like on Kazaa bro searching all the songs dude and I had like a really good list of them and I don't even know how I had them because there was like the little clips from like Knox's the ones that were on his clips like the little songs
2: random little songs
1: yeah dude and I managed to get them on it's just like always been my shit you know <laughs> and even when I got into the car stuff Like I have pictures of a baker sticker on my car. And it's just and then when I started this podcast, right, I needed an intro. And I used the intro from Baker2G. Stella, uh huh. Still are you out there? And that's the intro to the podcast.
2: Oh, time. And that was
1: back in in uh what did I say, 2018, I think when we started the podcast. Yeah, 2018 when we started nice, the podcast, man. dude. And it's just like it's always been uh, part of my history, you know? Oh, I love it, man. Yeah, dude, I I love Baker, bro. Thanks
2: right, for man. the Baker homage, man, for oh, the intro and everything of Scrad.
1: Of course, bro. And then when I just uh so weird how just everything but all the stars were lying, dude. And I just linked up with Jay. And I'm just like, dude, this is fucking crazy, tight, man. bro. To be sitting here with you, dude. And you were the one that was responsible for most of the footage on there, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That video, for sure. Particularly. Yeah, that video. I, w- I was actually 18 when yeah. I came out. Um, But yeah, I, uh, I graduated in, in 99. What were you, you, you like, class? 03. Like, oh, oh, 03, yeah, oh, three. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but pff, that was uh, the first... I had I had been filming before that with the eight millimeter camera, okay. And the the guy that that uh, was filming the Baker videos at the time, Jay Strickland, he just gave me a VX, and just said, "Hey man, help film," you know, because he saw some of the videos that I filmed before with the eight millimeter camera, mm. and liked the random hygiene size filming and stuff. And so that was um, Baker Two G was. Whatever I filmed with that VX for that year, yeah, from between '99 and, and 2000, and yeah, they killed it, man. The Andrew and, and uh, Greco Sumner, Bilala, uh, yeah, really good video, man, classic. But that was just the beginning of all those Baker yeah. videos yeah. and stuff. It's fun.
1: Hell yeah, dude. So uh, let's take it a little back, dude. How did you even get into filming?
2: Um, you know, I think just when I was like uh 15 years old. Or 14 years old, actually. I I had a good friend of mine that I skated with, Big Head Jeff. Big Head Jeff. Yeah, Big Head Jeff, Jeff Azer from Huntington. And uh, he had a video camera at the time. And I think the first time we filmed each other was his dad drove us to this school, Ramona, um, in, I think it's either Bellflower or Long Beach, somewhere near Long Beach, uh, Ramona. But it's a classic... uh, kind of like a big two block stage that's in all the world videos and it Krieger okay. and everybody. it's in all like 20 shot and and all the world videos but I don't think it's there anymore but uh we were filming each other there I think I did the uh switch 180 up kick flip off uh-huh. and he did something else there um but uh we were filming each other and that's my first time actually holding a camera filming but ever since then it was totally addicting to to film the skating and, and and get tricks like you know in front and behind the lens, you know. Yeah. It's, I wanted ever since I started filming, I, I was already getting tricks of myself filmed at the same time. Mm. So I've always kind of can sit down. Um, I just feel equal, equally a skateboarder and a filmer. Got gotcha, you. Got gotcha, you. You know, gotcha, yeah. it, it's never been more liked than the other. Really, I mean, skateboarding's the original passion. I love filming too, but. You know, I, I am like I tweak on them both. Yeah. You know, like I wanna, I wanna film people, but I wanna get clips myself. Still, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's a, it's a passion all around.
1: You yeah. Know? Dope, bro. So you're from uh Huntington.
2: Uh yeah, Huntington Beach.
1: Okay. mm Hmm. So, um, what was it like growing up out there?
2: It was nice, man. I was just only child. Um. Yeah, I grew up with my mom and dad. They're still together. Nice. My, my dad was a um, full time uh, bassist uh, playing different gigs okay. all over Orange County. So uh, he was providing by, you know, getting bass gigs. And my mom was working at a, a post office, like in the the shipping department or something, just warehouse work forever. But, but uh, yeah, they just good folks. And um, I, at first we stayed in this this trailer park but it sounds funny like a trailer park like a like kind of trashy or something but yeah. <laughs> but they were like really nice like like I remember our our trailer I remember they, they designed in the in like the office or whatever. Like they want this carpet and that uh, oh really? you know, that wall and shit like that. Yeah, that layout. And they just had started doing that. I think that was in like nineteen like eighty eight or something. Um, when I moved back to Huntington, because I was born in Huntington, and I lived in Costa Mesa for a sec, and then gotcha. back to Huntington. So ever since then, I grew up in Huntington in '88 in the the new mobile home, but it was tight. It was like a wooden mobile home, almost looked like a house with like bricks underneath it, so you couldn't see the wheels oh, gotcha, that it's gotcha, on. Gotcha. Actually, you know, but it's really a trailer. Yeah, like, you, you know, you could slice it in half and, and take it to Oklahoma if you really wanted to. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Technically, yeah. but anyway, you know, it's nice little home and and just. Yeah, like went to, actually, you know, I I probably started skating, like learning how to ollie when I was, I mean, when I was like six, I was skating. But I learned how to ollie maybe in like the sixth grade, like 11 years old. Mm. And um, the school I went to at the time um, in Huntington Beach, it was called Springview Elementary School. I went there from like third grade to seventh grade. But... In middle school, seventh grade, it was like 1992, 93. That's when like Snoop and Dr. Dre came out with The Chronic. It was yeah. like a, a big, like over, like when we came back from summertime to class in seventh grade, every kid was like like some kind of like gangster or, or <laughs> wannabe gangster. Or like everyone was just hard as hell, like all about like jumping each other and just like tagging. And it was like, whoa, it was crazy. It went from... Over summer from like sixth grade to seventh grade, like, you know, just going out chilling, playing at the park and then everyone just like thugging super hard. But so there weren't really many skaters there. Yeah. And and there were I don't know, I was I was having some issues there, man. They're just a bunch of I don't know, people just starting shit. And so there was another school, um, Mesa View okay. in Huntington Beach that was like all skaters and surfers and shit. And so the next year, uh, from seventh grade to eighth grade, or oh, over summer when I went back yeah. to school in the eighth grade, I went to Mesa View instead of Springview, and it was so sick, dude! Just all these skaters and. So and was
1: that the reasoning that you switched schools because it got just yeah too it was gangster? just yeah
2: it was just not the vibe. It was mm. like just a bunch of like bullying and oh gotcha just like I don't know just negative vibes, gotcha, super gotcha, negative gotcha. vibes, and that's anyway because I lived near Springview, but. I, I just drove like an extra mile to Mesa View. It was sick. Mesa View is actually the same spot where like Guy Maiano does a line when he's a kid in this old blind video. Uh-huh. He skates like, it's like a super long line. He's like 15 years old and and like Ed Templeton skates there. It's like a super sick actual skate spot, yeah. Mesa View. And it was cool to go to school there and there was skaters going to school and skating there after school. It's just really cool. It's a whole, whole different vibe. And then because of the people i knew from Mesa View going to high school the next year you know it was either i go to marina high school where i lived next to which was all the people from springview all the, you yeah, know just, all the gangs yeah just i mean <laughs> or whoever just troublemakers yeah. and, and yeah or go all the way across town like the furthest high school huntington beach high school gotcha which i went there and it was they just happened to have built the skate park next door to the high school oh wow right then in like 1995 or something and so i could actually while i went to high school i could they had skate lockers and you could actually go to the skate park for lunch and shit and you would see like tom penny or like jeff rally like skating there and shit during lunch and then go back to class it was that was really rad.
1: Oh, dude, that's sick. Yeah. So, so when you uh, when you went there for uh, high school, or when you switched schools to go to the the new school in eighth grade, uh, was that when you started uh, skating a lot more?
2: Exactly. Or just just when I was around more skaters and the vibe and filming and shit like that. You know.
1: Got you. Got mm-hmm. you. So, um, what what made you like? get into that did you have friends that were into uh into skating
2: man tell you the truth i don't, i don't know i cuz even in springview like in the 4th grade 5th grade maybe there's two skaters that i knew there that i didn't even really skate with yeah. they're actually on another level already they're already doing kickflips and stuff like that and i don't know i just was skating with like local kids at my trailer park that weren't good at skating and stuff so it's really I don't know. It, it was all kind of within myself the, the nonstop addiction and, pa- mm. and passion for skating. It, it, there was nobody actually really pushing it on me when I come to think of it. Got you. Yeah, which is cool. But I definitely want to be surrounded by you know people that skate as well, if if possible. You know, yeah. If I'm trying to go skate.
1: So when you started filming, you were still in high school.
2: Yeah. Well, see. Um. So I. I. I like started messing with my friend's camera at at fourteen. okay. And then on my fifteenth birthday, my folks got me my own camera. And so, in high school, yeah, sophomore year from fifteen to to now, just filming. you know oh, wow, but dude. but in those high school years, with within um like the five of my friends, um I would edit videos from like a VCR to VCR tape. Yeah just losing quality as I edit. Yeah. Just the hardest way to edit possible. Hit record now. All right, right. stop. Oh, I messed up. Rewind. (laughs) Now, just ruining the tape. Yeah. And I made five full length videos like that between the ages of um, like 15 to 17 or something. And that like, those are the videos that eventually like the pros and and Strickland and like Reynolds, they saw, Mm. you know? And so that like paid off for me. Like, Making those little videos with just my friends.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you in a video production? Like at school?
2: I actually had a media class, but I didn't learn anything. Really? Not like a single thing. Mm. But while I was there, I had them make one uh, title for one of my videos. Yeah. Because the crew that we called ourselves was Phylum. Mm -hmm. P-H-Y-L-U-M, Phylum. And like the Phylum crew, but we made like this phylum five with the art and graphics so sick and i took it home from school and that was like the one thing i gained i guess from that class yeah for whatever reason i don't know i guess the teacher had to focus on like different people at a time and i just kind of was just chilling got
1: you yeah when i went to high school um i was in video production and they just let us tinker with you know the editing machine back then it was it was like you hook up two vcrs but then there was a ma- machine. I'm not sure what it's called, but it had like buttons for transitions on it. And then you can switch over from transitions. So it would be like a wave or something like that. So that's why I was messing yeah. with that stuff. And then they would always have um, like the high video cameras. I have the one out there still. And when they would get jammed up, It was like, oh, this camera's broken. It's not. We'll just get another one. I was like, hey, uh, can I uh, have that camera? Like, yeah, it doesn't work. So I will take it home. I was like, hey, dad, do you think you could fix this camera? Dude, I had cameras all the time, bro, because they were just getting rid of them, and I would just have them like fix it. And I would always have cameras just to go out.
2: Your dad was good at fixing cameras.
1: Yeah, just like it's not really just cameras. It's just anything. And I think it's like in our blood, dude. I I really like (laughs) to like see how things work. And then you could just manipulate it, you know, Ooh, to yeah. work how you want it to work. Wow. That's right. That's kinda how I do like the car stuff. You mm-hmm. know, I figure, okay, well, this this is how this works. I can hide this or, you know, color this or change this or whatever, make it look better, and then it'll still do the same function that it needs to. Six. So it's just like always tinkering with stuff. Yeah, and, dog, uh, it's
2: awesome. Yeah, dude. Hands I on.
1: I I love editing too, man. That's like that's my jam bro nice so when you first started editing the videos was there was it any any bigger ideas than that or was it just oh i just like to film and let me just put this together or did you see some videos and you aspire to be
2: i think it was you know i that's rad it's a cool question man i think it comes back to just seeing the first skate videos i did which was the 20-shot sequence uh, World Industries video. Okay. I think that came out in like 94, 95 or something. Uh, but like seeing the the video parts, everyone's solo video part to like a song, you know, whether mm. the song, would, however, you know, whether it's rock or rap or whatever, it's just so cool to just see that. And I think when I first started editing and was able to put music to the skating, mm. that's what was... Extra addicting. It was like you could hear a, a Wu Tang song wherever you are, and just be like, "Oh, do I want to get a trick to this song or, <laughs> yeah. or skate to this song." It's like a. It definitely had a lot to do with the music. Got gotcha. you. Yeah the the editing. It's like wanting to skate to sick music. I think was like the inspiration to keep filming and, and making videos and stuff. Yeah. What was
1: your jam back in the day?
2: I mean, what did I, you listen to I. At that time in high school, I was just Wu-Tang. Hell, yeah. Uh, mostly Wu-Tang. It's weird because right before Wu-Tang, I was heavily into Green Day. Really? Which is random because now I hear them and I'm like, I skip, fast forward, turn down, change the... No the, shit. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I am like like an od on Green Day or something. That must have
1: been what that, uh what was the album? Dookie, right? Dookie, dude. Yeah. That,
2: that was when I was in the eighth grade skating um, with everyone in Mesa View and shit.
1: Yeah. Dude, something about that album, bro, is like that album cover is so sick, dude. Like, that's the one where it's like the cartoon, and there's just so much details.
2: A nuclear bomb it. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's right. You remember that. So, yeah, I remember um, when I got Dookie, because that was the first hit on MTV, was the uh, Basket Case. Okay, yeah. Where they're all in a, like a insane, insane asylum, and the drummer just like, they bring him the drums. He looks all psycho, and he's just like... Like he'd say, it. and then just like, brrr, the "Fill," and I'm like, <laughs> "Whoa!" Did that 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 literally that <clears throat> scene from that video got me to play the drums? Really? I'm just I was. That's all I cared about. Like there's drums. I would just I bought uh, drumsticks and I would play on phone books. Yeah. On the carpet, in my room, I would shut the door, get on, <laughs> like kneel down, like on my knees, and just like there's like phone books, four of them, like Tom Toms. Yeah. And they all make the same noise. Yeah. <laughs> but I would play a Green Day song on the tape, the cassettes, and just like try to like just mess around like that. Did that for like a couple months. Yeah. And then finally, my folks they bought me a drum set that Christmas. Nice little five piece, um, sick little basic uh, <laughs> drum set. But dude, yeah. And then I, I took lessons a little bit, but it was all cause Green Day. Like I really was so inspired to play the drums. And, but but once I got into high school and heard Wu-Tang, I just was like, was so over Green Day. And just and got so into Wu-Tang that I kind of just stopped playing the drums, too. Got you. Yeah, I was just kind of like, because that was my inspiration, was Green Day for the drums. And, and the Wu-Tang, I just love Wu-Tang. Loved the beats, loved their lyrics. I remember seeing like Kareem Campbell like skate to like a Method Man song. Yeah. You know, I think that was in the, that first skate video. I saw 20 shot and, and yeah, Keenan Milton too, skating to Method Man.
1: So you're talking about 96, 97 like, around. That, yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. God, exactly. Around then. Yeah. And then dude, all the Wu-Tang albums, I bought every single one, every ghost face, Raekwon, uh, you God, uh, inspected deck, all the solo tapes. Yeah. And I would just ride around, uh, In my mom's Toyota Camry, this '90 Camry, it was my grandma's, then my mom's, then eventually mine. But I would drive that to high school, bumping Wu Tang. And (laughs) what's so funny is, I didn't even appreciate bass at that time. Really? It's weird. I I didn't even start appreciating bass till like maybe so late, uh, like ten years ago or something. I don't know. Like, but Wu Tang, it was so, you know, they had sick beats and, and lyrics that you just want, kinda wanted to hear at the time. But but I just didn't I I would like have to treble high up and the bass low is so weird. But now <laughs> like that's opposite now. I'm like, oh treble low fucking bass up or like yeah now I love bass so much but yeah it was weird. The Wu Tang era
1: was it, nobody into systems back in the day when you were in high school?
2: <laughs> One homie of mine, uh Corey, Corey Demers, who was actually I filmed him, he was in our videos too. He had this this white Jeep Cherokee, like a ninety six or something. He had a some bass in there. Yeah. And that was I think the first time I was like learning about bass. Like, oh bass, like what a concept. <laughs> like I never even fucking like like acknowledged bass yeah. like till then. It was weird.
1: Well, if you've never heard a song with like a good system, it just yeah you know it's like if you've never had topper's pizza bro you don't know what you're missing right
2: <laughs> yeah exactly but <laughs> yeah. now now I'm, I, I love dj screw slow down music slow S- down rap and, and it's like all bass you know yeah. it's just like the best bass you know
1: dude that's so funny bro like uh, about wu-tang my uh my cousin he was uh Oh, he's almost about your age uh, so i would he was my big brother dude i would always want to hang out with him and just like just be him whatever he was into right mm-hmm. shout out to prep yeah he um he was all into east coast rap and mm-hmm. Wu- wu-tang was it so i remember when i was in sixth grade i can think back that far it, maybe even further than that i had a wu-tang medallion right so at Hot topic. They had my my cousin worked there, and they had a keychain. It's a Wu Tang keychain, and I made that into a chain. So I just put a chain on it or whatever, and I rocked it past high school, sixth grade. All, like all my yearbooks, I have the chain in there, Damn. dude. It's so sick. I gotta show you, bro. <laughs> so I even have of- a picture from two thousand one. So my sophomore yearbook, and it says. um I have a shirt on that has a star and it says downstar. And it says downstar question mark. A lot of students created their own business. This is Frank's business or what have you. And I have the downstar shirt, 2001. And I have the Wu Tang medallion on, dude. That's it's tight, like, Dude, it's it's so tight, dude, like to, to have like these old memories. Cause it's like, I don't know if I remember that correctly. And then you find it and you're like, yup,
2: there it is. Did you have like, Wu Tang CDs. Hell yeah, sets.
1: dude! I had for it was for one of my birthdays, maybe twelfth or thirteenth birthday. I had cream edited version, dude. Ooh. Oh yeah, <laughs> <The edited laughs> and that album's completely different than oh, than, yeah. than the unedited version. Oh, I think yeah. there's like extra songs on the on the explicit version, dude. Yeah, but man. I remember I had that, and then uh, same thing. Hot Topic, dude. I went when um, Wu Tang Forever came out. And they only had Excel. And like... My son, he's 14 right now. He's probably like six, seven inches taller than I was at that time. Just Same. imagine a little dude with an XL Wu-Tang fair. I said, I didn't give a shit, bro. I'm rocking this shirt, dude. And I wore like a pajama shirt to school. Is like, Wu-Tang was my shit, bro.
2: Does your son wear this right now?
1: Uh, no. Oh, I really? wish I still had right it. Yeah. I play him a little bit of Wu-Tang here and there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he he digs older music, dude. I love it.
2: You know, yeah, it's a trip because back then... They Wu Tang was all about lyrics. You know, yeah. They were like, whoa, that was like and at that time I was like, Whoa, Ice Cube sucks. Like <laughs> like, <laughs> l- like lyrically. You know, like all these West Coast Mac 10, everyone on the radio out here that I was hearing before Wu Tang, I was like, damn, they like I couldn't appreciate that. I, yeah. I was like, Whoa, they they don't really put too much they're just basic or whatever. But now, like growing older that's the what I listen to over Wu Tang. Yeah, is it's weird now. I appreciate it. I appreciate the basic raps with bass way more than uh, the complex and in, intelligent rap. W- you know, like with uh, I don't know. Yeah, whatever beat or and that.
1: You know. That's funny because I think that I've kind of switched. Like I, I loved Wu Tang and I loved like um, you know DMX and stuff like that back yeah. in the day. Big L.
2: Yeah. Big, uh, but
1: a lot of my interest to it was the the beats, you know, did it did it all flow well. I'm gonna play this I'm gonna put this C D in, what it fleshes my flesh. I'm put it in. I don't like that beat. Change it. After a few few seconds. ah, eh, I don't like that one. Change it. Eh, I don't like, oh, I love this one, you know. So now in my older age, I'll go back and I'll listen to those albums. I'm like, damn, I really skipped over some stuff because they're really talking about some real shit back in the day. Cause I didn't know, you know, I was like 14 years old. I "I don't even know what that means. So I'll go back to older (laughs) songs. So now when, when people say like, you like, Oh, ice cube sucks. Like, and then other people are like, dude, ice cubes in my top five. I'm like, how bro how how is ice cube in your top five but then i can't speak on it because i haven't went back and listened to like lethal injection with adult ears now you know so even a lot of the music that i listen to nowadays is just like it's, it's either gonna be oh it has a good beat you know a good beat everything flows well or it's like super lyrical you know yeah
2: dude yeah did you ever get into three six at all
1: i i did a little bit yeah um i know that that's your jam dude but like the that style of rap i don't know if it's it's just like that three six made it popular Mm -hmm. in memphis but pretty much everything that comes out of memphis dude i'm fucking with it dude yeah it's so good
2: no for sure yeah it's definitely like like yeah the different generations of, of three six like you know the old school three six Super repetitive gutter, yeah, low quality style, like creepy, like eerie. Uh, what do they call it? <laughs> whore rap or something, is That's that what they what it call said. it? Yeah, back then, yeah, and that was so rad. And like now, it's yeah, there's like more to it, and so it gets a little more like pop a little bit. But it, I like them all though, I like all the generations. Of How'd franchise. you
1: get introduced to 3 6?
2: You know, it was, um, I'd have to give it to the homie, uh, Brad Hayes, mm-hmm. who was he was. Um, probably like the most well known. He was established professional skateboarder for Acme Skateboards. He was like a few years older than me, but he was definitely the best like like skater that I would I had filmed at that time. Like between the the ages of sixteen to you know till f- recently, you know like um. But he, uh, I I went skating with him like in it, he would drive we'd drive his red Nissan and you know that's where we used to listen to Wu-Tang and stuff like that but he had this 3-6 Mafia album uh When the Smoke Clears the Sippin on Some yeah, yeah 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 so that was like in 2000 while we were filming for Baker 2G he actually has a, a part in that that Baker 2G um but he definitely I I I don't know if I would have when I would have heard it if I didn't hear it in his truck but I would look at the CD while we're listening to it, and it was just, it reminded me of Wu-Tang, like, because there was like, you know, six different rappers. Yeah. But all these different, like, styles and shit, and so, it was like, whoa, I was hooked. And ever since then, I bought every, every 3-6 CD, every solo album CD, till this day, you know? Yeah. And it just got, obviously, less and less uh, people involved with 3-6, like, less of the rappers Two of the best, the quickest, most talented rappers, uh, Lord Infamous and Koopsta Nicka, mm-hmm. they passed away maybe like four or five years ago, both at the age of 40, about like a year apart. Oh, wow. But they were starting to make a comeback, 3-6. Uh, the the original uh, producer, DJ Paul, uh, he was calling it uh, Da Mafia 6. It's okay. like a new, like revamped 3-6. And it was... They, it was amazing. They, they put out two albums in, like, I think the year 2012 and 2013, maybe 2014, but sick albums where they had all the OG members at 3-6. It was, yeah, Lord Infamous back on it, Coopsta, Crunchy Black, Juicy J had a song, uh, Let's Chat, um, Gangsta Boo, yep, she's on there, everybody. Yeah. And they started to do tours again, but... But Lord infamous passed away, Coops had passed away, and then COVID happened. But uh, yeah, they're, they're so sick till this day. Every single year, every album they they dropped, I love them all.
1: And we back, guys. Let's take a quick break for our sponsor, Heel Toe Auto. An important part in buying Honda parts online is making sure that you can trust the company that you're dealing with to get you the parts reliably. You spend a lot of money and you spend a lot of time doing research on your build. The last thing that you wanna do is send cash to a website where you may never see it again, and worse yet, never see the parts. With Hilltow Automotive, an 18 year track record is part of the deal. Hiltow brings you deep industry connections, professional part recommendations, alternative ideas when your parts aren't available, and they'll even contact you when something on your order looks out of the ordinary before it ships. hilto's unique checkout allows you to select a deadline to receive your parts to make sure that you can get them in time for your project plans. You can buy parts anywhere online, but Hiltow knows what truly matters to an enthusiast, professionalism, swiftness, and accuracy hilltoe is in your corner make sure you guys check out hilltoe at Hiltoauto.com or you can call or text them at 949-295-1668 or you can check them out on instagram at hilltoe automotive big big shout out to marcus from hilltoe great guy um He's always treated me so well. And him continuing supporting the podcast means the world to me, guys. So please, if you can do us a favor, just text him right now and say thank you for supporting Downtime with Downstar because without Hilltoe and our other sponsors, we couldn't continue doing the show. So shoot him a text right now, please. 949-295-1668. And make sure you guys check him out on Instagram. Like I said, shoot him a follow, shoot him a comment, and shoot him some love at Hilltoe Automotive. Now, back to the show, were you ever into um no limit
2: yeah dude yeah dude uh Hayes was actually into no limit too i think I think we heard master p before uh three six yeah for sure that kind of helped with that transition that kind of south uh appreciating those yeah. those sounds
1: and early on with uh with music like that like if you didn't know somebody to put you on you wouldn't really know about it because you know um mtv and stuff they weren't playing things like that
2: that's tight man i like that dude um that's true a lot of people till this day like randomly just will message me or something like dude thanks for like put me on three six or, or dj screw or something like that yeah and, and it's cool to think i'm like damn that's a lot of years like 20 years of like rapping or skating the three six and and people hearing it and buying their shit and like that's pretty cool hopefully it's helping them hell yeah a little bit <laughs> throughout did, the years
1: did you ever meet any of them
2: uh just yeah gangsta boo she's the og nice uh female rapper such a legend she was with three six when she was like fifteen years old on, on verses and songs and stuff. But uh yeah, she moved out here to Hollywood from Memphis. Okay. Um, I think back in like two thousand thirteen. And uh yeah, I met her like once before through a mutual friend and then I reached back out to her when she moved out here just to link up. And and we ended up just yeah, getting along really well and it just uh we also hook up with Shake Chun clothes and stuff oh and sick. yeah but anyway it's cool she's just like really she's really cool she's yeah. friendly and just hyped to just get out and have a good time and drink and stuff nice yeah but yeah she's cool you it's ever go enough. out to memphis <laughs> no i haven't been to memphis yet no i haven't uh dude that's your grace right. bro. right hey, so so it's a trip right like it's almost like to me memphis is similar to kind of like like brazil or something like in a way where it's like beautiful or historic or something like that but to go there you're like oh shit like you like like they leave your jewelry at, at home like you just like oh like like the because there's so many robberies and they all that's all they do is rap about robberies yeah and, and and I know I've seen uh first 48 and shows where yeah Memphis really is sketchy and I I have homies that have been out there skating and their boards get like stolen or out jacked out their car or whatever it's just mm. it's almost like a like a 90% chance that if you go to Memphis like you'll get robbed somehow or someone will break in your car or something like that but that's like the outlook I have on it so I'm like down to go but I'm not super like thirsty to go to Memphis
1: I'm sure there's some OGs out there bro they'll put you on dude I
2: mean yeah yeah no one day I'm going to go like I will, I will go for sure. It'll be a trip, but it's like one of those like it's always been painted out to be just like this grimy, like unsafe, you know, <laughs> just like you don't belong here. Like if you ain't from my hood, yeah. you know, saying? And that's all, like I've just been bumping that for years. And like, do you really want to just go there and just yeah post up? I don't know.
1: I kind of feel <laughs> that way about Chicago. Yeah, um, I'm yeah. pretty big into Chicago rap, but yeah, I don't know if I'll ever go down there and just. Look around, you know.
2: Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, downtown. I guess um, it's nice, nice buildings. Probably like little things to see, but nothing really strikes me about Chicago so much personally either. Mm-hmm. But I did. I, I was googling some shit the other day, like cities with the most gangs in them, and they like Chicago. There's a hundred and fifty thousand uh, gang members or something like <laughs> that. I don't know. It was just <laughs> something ridiculous.
1: <laughs> yeah, Jay. Jay, you're the fucking man, thanks, bro. Aye. Wow. Thank you, BB. Dude, thanks so much. Jay just came through with the toppers, everybody.
0: There's, uh, hold on, there's dessert, too. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. shit. We got, oh, shit. Thanks,
2: guys. Shit. Wow. Well,
1: let's fucking, let's do it, Beagle. Tight, man. man. Thank thanks, you. Bro. Of course, man. Oh, hey, do you mind if we. Yeah, hell yeah. I got That's you, bro. Sure. Guys, we're living life. If you're not, if you're just listening to this, you got to check out the YouTube video. Wow. We're living life. There you go, brother. Thank yes. you for coming, man. I appreciate it. Oh,
2: thanks, Jay. Shit. Oh, my God. Toppers, what man.
1: Damn. <laughs> man. Look at, we got the cookie, too.
0: Ooh, the cookie.
1: We're living with Jay. life, boys.
0: Thanks, man.
2: Damn. Yeah, Frank. Wow, dog. It's fabulous. Hell yeah, dude. Here's oh, something. you're going to have a uh, Modelo, too? I don't drink, bro. Oh, okay. oh my bad, dog. Okay, nah, cool. it's all good,
1: dude. all good. You don't want to see me drunk, bro. <laughs> That's Frank the Tank. Sick. Guys, we're. I'll, I'll cheers with you, oh, bro. Oh, perfect, perfect. <laughs> cheers, man. Thanks, man. thank you for cheers. coming, man. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy, dude, is like, I love talking about music, dude. That's my fucking jam. And when I have somebody in here that's just like just a little bit into music, I'll fucking just squeeze it out like a sponge to get all the info that I can.
2: That's rad, man. No, me too. Music's so, so important.
1: So about um, you know, Memphis. Do you listen to any of the uh, the new Memphis rap?
2: Um, you know, a little bit. Like, I, I know of like Young Dolph. Yeah. And maybe a Key Glock, maybe. Oh yeah. But other than them, I'm not too up on uh game on the the latest Memphis rappers.
1: Well, that's a, that's a big chunk of it right there, bro. <laughs> um, Dolph, he's he's super hard. Um, the Yogadi, I'm pretty sure he's from.
2: Oh yeah, fist. but he's been there forever. Oh really? He's even like yeah, he's OG. Jesus. But that's how you still doing Bro.
1: it. So if you guys are just listening right now, we just got some Toppers pizza. Um if you guys know about Toppers, it's the best pizza in Ventura County. And um Beagles had it before, man. How you like it, dude? Living mm. life. We're living life, guys. This is what we do. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Soak it in, bro. Sorry everybody. Soak it in.
2: Good God Almighty. Shout out to Toppers. The greatest pizza. It's in Ventura County. Couple couple locations. But once you have Toppers, everything else is a bot. That's what I say, bro.
1: I tell everybody. I have friends from New York. They always tell me like, oh you gotta have a New York pizza. I'm like, bro, <laughs> I've been in New York. That pizza's fucking whack, dude. <laughs> So anybody in New York next time I go, take me out, dude. Let's go. Show me your spot. But I've had all the pizza. Granted, a lot of it is like the dollar pizza or whatever. <laughs> that's not my fault. That's what that's what's there. The Toppers is the best. But Memphis rap, dude. True. Memphis rap is dope, man. Yeah. Um there is a rapper, Xavier Wolf, he's from Memphis. Have you heard of him before?
2: Um a, yo, yo, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I've actually met him through Gangsta Boo. Actually, mm. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's cool. He's tired. He actually skates too. I think skates. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and this car, car, car? He's got guy. some car stuff. Sick cars. BMW, yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, I've, I've I've actually um, I've seen him a couple times in person.
1: Yeah, shout out to Wolf, man. Um. Yeah,
2: dog. Yeah, I like it. he's
1: he's out here in Hollywood now, but he yeah. um he's from Memphis. Yeah, dude yeah his style bro his style is just it's that memphis style dude, and i love it dude
2: that's right he does have some him sick and shit.
1: then his uh his guy uh, i don't know jeffrey him to uh this memphis dudes and they moved out here and they're just they're just doing it their that's music shit. shit bro yeah and i love it one thing about him is his concerts are like punk concerts bro but it's like it's like if you went to a 3-6 concert, you know, it's that kind of mu- music, loud beats and everything, that's but giant. it's like mosh pits and shit. I'm like, bro, I love this. <laughs> because yeah, for me, that's the other aspect of it. I love hip hop and I love rap, but I also love, like, you know, punk and, like, Warped Tour shit, you know? Did you ever get into that? Uh,
2: um, I mean, Green Day was, like, as far as I went. I mean, kind of, like, on, like, that that route, but... I did go to like a a desert punk show like a really big one. Like um I think it was 2002 or something but Sex Pistols was playing there <laughs> and the yeah, Sex Pistols the Transplants. Mm. But yeah, other than that, I haven't been to like any Warp tours or anything like that. Really? But yeah, no no big uh rock or punk shows like that, really.
1: Yeah, I I was going since since high school. They they don't do them anymore now. It stopped maybe 2 years ago. Cause that like, that whole wave of music it just changed and it just it wasn't as popular as it as it was before. So yeah, I don't know if the shows were like as cracking, you know. Uh, financially, I don't think it was it was good anymore. But anyways, I just got so into that dude, and that was like a huge part of my life. Listening to like You Found Glory, The Use, and Census Fail, Under Oath, shit like that. Link One Eighty Two. Link One Eighty Two, of yeah. course, bro. Yes, hell yeah. man, hell yeah. Yeah.
2: You no, know, it's funny. Um, my my girlfriend, she grew up on that stuff too. Out here in mm-hmm. in like Oxnard. Oh, really? Yeah, and so she's been to like warp tours and stuff like that. But she uh, she calls me a poser because I I didn't see Blink One Eight Two or listen to Blink One Eight Two so much. But, oh, really? But yeah, just just clown. You know, like that's what all skaters listen to Blink One well, Eight Two. What you didn't listen? You're a <laughs> you're a poser. <laughs> like, no, nah, trust me, not every skater listen to Blink One Eight Two.
1: Well, Green Day is um. Uh... That kind of, like, supersedes Blink-182 anyway, so you're good with that, bro.
0: hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good, huh? Mm.
1: So I got to ask you something while you're eating this pizza, dude, because I see it in your eyes, bro. I see the happiness in your fucking eyes, Beagle. Yesterday, I saw you on Jay's Story.
0: Mm.
1: And you were... uh super stoked on that drink that you were drinking Mm. and my wife and i saw it and i'm like damn beagle looks faded bro because it looked
2: hey i'm glad you reminded me of that (laughs) yesterday i was telling jay i think i told him like five times on the car ride after that that was the best tasting beverage in (laughs) the world
1: bro you're holding the drink like this and you're just and it's like, damn, this dude is just thinking of an ex-girlfriend or something.
2: It's really I- similar um, <laughs> to, um, like, yeah, the best thing. But, like, basically, there's there's some moments where I can't help it but to just, just pray or, like, raise what I'm drinking to the sky or just be so thankful and blessed to experience. And those things are usually <laughs> steak or... Topper's pizza, <laughs> almost impossible to not pray after the first bite. And then yesterday, I mean, also margaritas also, that will get me praying sometimes. But yesterday's praying moment was um, um, a mango meat salada with the modello. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like mango, like chunks of fruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the meat, with the, the chamoy, mm. the tahine, the all on the rim it's like candy candy with the mango chunks and the modello cold like on a sunday afternoon like with the dodger game it was just like
1: all the stars aligned
2: all the stars (laughs) aligned dude it was like god lord have mercy just the best best thing ever
1: i love it and i was i was facetiming with jay last night and then he was saying that he was there. I was like, oh, Beagle looked all fucked up. He was like, no, he wasn't, dude. He was just so so pumped on. it." I was like, wow, that's crazy. So Jay was kind of breaking it down to me, that the same thing that you're saying. You know, you're just enjoying it and just giving thanks to it.
2: You got to close and, off your other senses. Mm-hmm. You can't see, hear, smell, just close off everything but the the sense of taste mm. and pray.
1: Where did you get that from?
2: Just always had it. Really, since I was a kid, and I had steak and my with the A one steak sauce. Yeah, I think that's when it started. When I was maybe like seven years old or something. The first
1: time you had A one,
2: <laughs> might have been. <laughs> might, have
1: been <laughs> might have been that
2: A one was the first prayer.
1: That's funny, dude. Yeah. I'll go to, uh, I'll go to like Mastros or something, and they'll bring the steak. And I'm hey, can I get some A one too? Let's see. A good steak doesn't need. I said, I don't give a shit, bro. I don't care how good these fries are. They still need ketchup, dude. <laughs>
2: That's like, yeah, the only exception is if my lady makes uh, the steak with just the lemon, just so much lemon, Mm. you know? And then, all right, then I don't eat A1, okay, that's nice. Really marinated well. But oof, A1 is so good.
1: I've, I've heard of something like that. I can't think of it right now, but it has to do with when you have a meal, you know, you think of every bite, you, when you're chewing you're thinking of the flavors and you like i'm very mindful of the action that's happening you know you're even giving thanks to the animals that gave their life for the food the fruit you know that that ended up on your plate
2: there's so much to give thanks for yeah it's endless yeah that's right. right that's right
1: and uh yeah dude i think that's something that like I need to, to work on because, you know, just being like ultra productive hustler, entrepreneur, like always fucking go, 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 go. When this project done, is done, this action is, whatever it is, when this podcast is done on to the next thing, you know? And I, I always need to just, to tell myself like, you know, I got to take a step back and appreciate this shit that is going on right now because I'm always living for the next thing and then always looking at the past what like as for oh what what was wrong over there what's next but never really focusing on (laughs) like you know and that's one thing that I've really been working on with myself trying trying to do that so you know seeing you do that I'm just like, yo, that, that's, that's so dope, bro. Thanks, man. So you just take that pause and you just appreciate it because for real, dude, like if you're not grateful for things, it can all be gone. And then you're that, that day that something happens. Oh, my leg hurts or whatever. I can't skate. It's like, I wish I could just, if my leg felt better, but 364 days out of the year, you don't give a fuck about your leg. Your leg's, are right, the leg's working. You mm. take advantage of it, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, man.
1: So I try to focus uh, a little more on that.
2: Nice, man. Well, yeah, you grind hard, man. You got to take a deep breath sometimes. <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely. Um, I was watching, uh, what was it, Thrasher's uh, Skate Hoarders? Mm-hmm. And uh, it was your episode, and you're showing all your decks and such. Sick. I saw on the back the back of your mm-hmm. wall, you have a little um, a board that it has some writing on it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe, like, I'm guessing... Daily things to do. Mm. One of them was uh, meditate, and then uh, what was it listen, listen to music? Uh, there's a few things up there. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. No, that thing helped. Yeah, a little board. So, little so positive. what? was the
1: significance of that board?
2: Oh, um, that was just like um, next to like um, the like a planning for the week little situation. Um. But, yeah, that was just some, some motivation. Got you. Now, yeah. one of
1: the things on there was uh, meditation.
2: Oh, yeah. Tell <laughs> yeah. me a
1: little bit about that, bro.
2: Well, uh, I, I definitely tried it before. It was, mm, you know, I, I might have tried it or done it maybe four or five times. And, man, I don't know, It's really hard to completely shut off your mind. Like yeah. to really, I don't know if I ever successfully did it. Okay. But um, at the time, my uh, ex-wife was giving that a shot, and I was like, "All right, yeah, give us a shot." I got this little uh, app called Headspace or something. But I gotcha. just think I use it like twice. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not. I'm really actually. I'm not so heavily into a, a, like a, a routine of meditating. Um, but I I I will if the time comes, if I if I need to, or if like you know if life is just like too many things at once you know and like i'll I'll stop and like try to like meditate for a sec or or try to like just go to, like the the pier for a walk God, gotcha. get some fresh air i feel like the closest thing to peace and like meditation and and like godly figures or anything like that is the beach mm. to me okay and it's it's kind of cool like uh my folks they were never really religious Mm -hmm. um but the first time i came across anything any religion really was my uh friends that i met at the trailer park when i was like maybe 12 or so um one homie was like two years older than me one was like four years older but we'd all go to the park we'd ride bikes skate even but they were jehovah's witnesses okay and at the, and and the the family was like, oh yeah, the, the Thursday night come over for a Bible study, <laughs> you know. I'm like, cool. So that's the first thing I even heard about religion. And I go home and tell my folks about it. like, oh, you know, they're they're like Jehovah's Witnesses. They're like up there, you know. And they're like, what do you mean up there? And I was like, I thought it was like a ranking. I thought religions were like a ranking, like a, I don't know, like Mormon, Catholic, Christian. Jehovah's Witnesses. Like Witness, a belt? Like, like black a belt. belt? <laughs> like a belt, straight up. I was so, like, uneducated about religion, especially. And I'm like, yeah, they're Jehovah's Witnesses. And they're like, what? That's not, like, whatever. So, anyway, and then I hang out with them some more, and I come back, and I'm like, huh? I'm not going to celebrate uh, Christmas this year, or no, I don't want to do anything for my, my birthday or Shut something. Shut up. Yeah, that's when they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. My parents are like, what is going on? Like, and they called their parents and like yeah you stop you know no te- fucking way. no bible studies with my son anymore you know and at the time I was like bummed and even I even snuck out one time and went to like a, a kingdom hall their church on a Sunday with them like behind my mom's back I said I was like going to the park to rollerblade you know and, and I I just went rollerbladed to their house and jumped in the car with them and went and she would she's on to me she's like wait you went, like, rollerblading in your pants? You usually <laughs> wear shorts or so I was like, yeah, it's your pants. Like, no, and that's when they're like, yeah, you can't hang out with them ever again. And they happened to have moved right after that. But it was so gnarly how close I was to, I was, like, brainwashed to, like, you know, I was really influenced to think that, celebrate how they celebrate or do what they do, Jehovah's yeah. Witnesses, which is they don't really do anything. There's so many, like, sins and restrictions and stuff and it's crazy to think I almost lived that route but it was right after then where my mom started taking me to the the nearest beach in Huntington which was Sunset Beach like off Warner and PCH but Uh we had a routine that hit Del Taco and get um three breakfast burritos each and go to the beach every Sunday morning and we would meditate then like my mom and she was it was like that was our church it was like her I don't know, teaching me her her views on spirituality and, gotcha. and God and stuff, like after the whole Jehovah's Witness scare, you know? And, and so ever since then, I don't know, I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like meditating is in me and stuff like that, but, but I feel like closest to God or like finding the answer to things at the beach. Gotcha. You know, like, yeah, the ocean, it's like just, you know, like, yeah
1: what is it what is it about that because i know too you get there and yeah. you're just like what is this feeling that i have i just want to walk in there <laughs> i just want to go in there
2: yeah man it's just the edge of like everything it's just like well but
1: just then like... i lived literally a five minute walk from the the shore and i would rarely go i'd probably go like once <laughs> once a year to the beach mm. if and i wouldn't even go in that's crazy that you say that you're almost getting um into that religion um I had uh, Eric Bork on. You remember skater mm-hmm. Eric Bork? I mm-hmm. had him on the podcast, and he tells a crazy-ass story about how he became Mormon. Wow. And he went to, like, on some, some mission, and he saw some dudes getting killed or something. He went, I don't know where he went, like, oh. Portugal or some crazy shit. It's <laughs> a good thing you didn't go down that rock, dude. Shout-out to Eric, bro. <laughs>
2: Whoa. Yeah, Eric. Yeah, That's right. I got to check that.
1: But... Mm. sorry guys we're just fucking eating (laughs) we're living life you know
2: yeah thanks guys Mm. yeah sorry you guys can't enjoy this toppers yeah right but I mean you get the idea it's delicious if you guys are watching (laughs) on YouTube you
1: guys could check it out it's so bomb man the reason I this this jalapeno bro (laughs) it's fresh it's fresh yes the reason I say about meditating um Few years back, I read a book by um... Let's go, baby. I read a yes. book by, um, by uh, Russell Simmons mm-hmm. from uh, you know Run DMC or whatever. Yeah, he wasn't in Run DMC, but I was like his brother or whatever. I don't remember. But anyways, um, I read the whole book about meditation, and he kind of explained a way of like how to do it, basically in like a quiet room there's no sound at all you sit there um indian style i don't know if that's a term that i can use guys sorry shout out to all of my native americans but you sit down indian style
0: Mm
1: -hmm. put your hands on your legs like this and you just close your eyes and you think of a mantra right and you repeat it in your head not out loud but you can repeat it in, in your head and you just keep doing that and then you'll just just start zoning away, bro. And what's you do it.
2: The, what's the mantra?
1: Um, So it's like a word that you would repeat. So one that he said was an example to use is like rum. Like, oh. Rum. <laughs> like that? Yeah. He Red said, rum. Red rum. <laughs> you know, three, six, whatever you <laughs> yeah. want it to be. You repeat that shit in your head for um, twice a day, 20 minutes a day. Or 20 minutes twice a day. So... I would, I would do that, bro. When I would finish, like everything would just be chill, bro. Whatever I was tripping about before, everything is chill, and I'm just like, all right, I'm ready to go. Yes. And a lot of like ultra successful people, they do. I think it's called like transcendental meditation or something like that. But when I saw that on your board, I was like, wow. <laughs> I wonder, sick, <laughs> I wonder how deep he is into this shit. That's tight. No, Maybe that's... he's going to want to take a meditation break real quick. <laughs> hey, I
2: love that. That's so rad because I didn't even know, notice that either. Like, It's like a detail in the background or something. Yeah. That's rad. Hey, thanks for noticing that though, man. Yeah, dude.
1: Just, uh, just always intrigues me people <laughs> that, like. At least just think on that sort of level, because right? most people I talk to they don't even think about meditation. Yeah, you know, for even just like giving it a try or something. That's dope, dude.
2: That's cool, man.
1: But that's uh, that's super crazy that you almost got brainwashed, bro. So, <laughs> so at that time, what what was your thought? You're like, dude, fuck my birthday, bro. <laughs> I don't want. It.
2: Yeah, I mean, you. it's safe to say brainwashed because, yeah, what kid is going to be like, I don't want to celebrate my birthday or Valentine's Day or Halloween or Christmas or, you know. <laughs>
1: I love how Valentine's Day is the second thing on your list before Christmas or anything Thanksgiving.
2: Well, I mean, just uh, just going down the line. Of the... <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, thank goodness. Whew. Shout out to the Joe's Witnesses out there.
1: Yeah, but I'm sure that's how a lot of shit happens, dude. You get some buddies that are into it, and you're like, well, fucking Steve's a rad dude, and his parents are rad, and everything about Steve is rad, and he just doesn't have a birthday, but whatever, It's just (laughs) one day out of the year, he's rad the rest. He just can't wear red, but whatever. (laughs) And then you just keep going down the line, like, damn, he doesn't have weekends or nothing.
2: I mean, you just have to pray that there's an afterlife, that it's all worth it. You did all that. All that. Yeah. You missed out on everything in life for hopefully this eternal afterlife. Like, that's a lot of fucking... It's a lot of faith, huh? A lot of faith. Yeah, a lot of eggs in one basket. And then there's
1: <laughs> the opposite side of that coin. Where do you go from there if you just... If oh. you don't think anything, you, you're here and... When you're not here that's it it's over and you just fucking live however you want to live and no regard to anybody dude wow. that's a crazy one too
2: we're never gonna know yeah is, is there a hell are we punished for not being jehovah's witnesses are we gonna really burn eternally
1: maybe jehovah is like the black belt of it dude shout out to all the jehovah's <laughs> witness out there dude i wish yep. you guys the best
2: yep for sure
1: yep. i don't know what the hell is right but yep. I do so, I do try to live on some sort of... I'm not a religious person, but some sort of means like... A lot of the religions have kind of the, the same thing, like treat people how you want to be treated, I guess. That's kind of how, how I go about life. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah, treat everybody
1: equally. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: for sure. And just try to be positive. You don't ever have that problem, dude. You're super positive, dude.
2: Thankfully, man. I mean, the thing is, I know comes down to just being happy yeah you know and I know some people aren't in as fortunate positions to to be happy they're just in a rut just you know so I know it's hard <laughs> to be positive sometimes but yeah I hope I hope if anything it helps people you know it's funny I learned something really hijinks the other day that my lady uh mentioned it's a it's a, a term that I never heard of before It's called white smile. (laughs) White smile. Okay, I never heard of that. All right, so I don't know. Like, when I think about it, I'm like, oh shit, I've done this my whole life. Where I'll be walking down the street, see a stranger, whoever, and I just give them like this, you know, like oh, the white smile. But but, but it's not like a cocky or like a. It's not like fake. I swear, it's not fake. Like I really just want to pass this positive, like a like a nod and an acknowledgement, like. I acknowledge you. Know, like, but, you. Yeah, but it, but it actually looks like a like what they call a white smile. It's like after I learned that or heard that, I still do it, and I'm like, oh my god, I just white smiled that person. Like, what do they think of me? You know, like because it's 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 genuine. I promise. But it's like other people do. You're like, what? Is it fake or what? But anyway, it's funny to the think. But smile. anyway, that's yeah. You just mentioned that positive outlook, and yeah, it, it's it's it's. It's vibrating off me sometimes but I, I don't want it, it to piss anybody off I've or, never you know, heard
1: of people being pissed off by
2: that yeah maybe or yeah maybe just a certain smirk that someone could take the wrong way or mm. something like the fuck are you smiling at her you know gotcha. <laughs> like you know
1: well they they got something going on through their day dude
2: that's true you know yeah. I um, can't help you
1: I was listening to a podcast with uh, Mike Tyson's podcast it's called hot boxing with mike tyson and he had uh boosie on there boosie badass yeah and uh boosie always he always snaps over some stupid stuff on social media and he'll post up like his his opinions on it right Mm. i think one of the things that they were talking about was basketball player i think dwayne wade if i'm not mistaken his child was uh transitioning and um I think like it was like twelve years old or something. Very young, right? Oh wow. Boosie goes on mm-hmm. there and, you know, says whatever his feelings were about it, you know, and uh Mike Tyson pressed him, like, yo dude, why why do you feel like that's why do you feel like that? You know? He's like, Well, because of this He's like, Well yeah, but like, what does it have to do with you though? Oof. Well nothing but I need it's like, Well, why do you feel like Your opinion even matters like why why do these people have to listen to you and i'm just thinking about that's crazy he's like well i feel i have to say it because i see it i have to say he's like you don't have no control of yourself he said if you react to everything that's going on in the world you have no control of yourself it's like even you being you know a celebrity you're you, you have your, your agents. You have your people telling you you got to be at the show at this time. You got to be – it's like you don't even know what you're – you're not even in control of your life, of your day. When you wake up, all right, you have to be at the airport. You, have, you don't have any control of that. And now you don't even have any control of your own thoughts because Dwayne Wade's going. And just because of what he decides to do with his family, you have to react to that. And now it puts you in a shitstorm. So when I seen that, I was like, dude, that's so crazy because I'll react to so many things, you know, unbeknownst to me, but it's like I'm reacting to what they want me to react to, you know. So so I say all that to say this once when, when fucking white smile to somebody and that person flips out, us like <laughs> it's in your control to react to it or not because like they're obviously not in control of themselves because if somebody could just look at you and give you a smile for you to freak out it's like bro you you're like a wild animal dude you don't even have any control of yourself to Mm -hmm. not flip out over this dude that you assume that he's looking at you some sort of way that's like so insecure you know what are you looking at like well (laughs) looking at you dude like
2: yeah yeah wrong place wrong time you never know yeah what people are going through.
1: Yeah, but um, have you always been such a positive person?
2: <laughs> That's a funny. Uh, it's funny you ask you get that, down more, uh, bro. Oh, thanks, it, man. Dog. Yeah, thanks, dog. Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> it's funny because I noticed from going through the old uh, tapes. Yeah. For the for the beagle tapes, I've been putting out like these old throwback tapes I filmed on our YouTube channel called uh, Highjinks Net uh, HijinxNet, uh, YouTube, um, H I J I N X net.
1: Yeah. We'll link it down below every uh, Thursday at eight guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. So
2: yeah, every Thursday at eight, I, I put out a, a segment on that, on that channel called Beagle Tapes and, uh, eight o'clock it premieres live. You could like join us on like a, a live feed, like typing and stuff. We'll like, uh, we could comment to each other and watch the, the episode together. It's pretty fun. But, uh, Uh, going through these tapes we've been doing it for about a year and a half now and i'm going through old tapes definitely seeing that i definitely was more of a jerk Mm. at a at at some point definitely between the ages of uh like 18 and, and 20 particularly like like out of high school or something like that but i know a lot of it had to do with like who I was around, mm-hmm. and at that time, I was around Jay Strickland, mm-hmm. who, like he, he was the one that gave me the VX, and and you know, he's um, he. he st- I started Baker Bootleg. the The first video was a part of Baker Two G. He went on to make this uh, Bootleg skateboards. Like outside of Baker's skateboard, so it's kinda, split, right? it split right. Baker
1: went one way, bootleg went another. Bootleg
2: way. went and like yeah, he basically and so at one point he was working for Baker and bootleg, and then Baker caught on like oh shit you're you're doing all this shit on bootleg to look just like Baker and kind of psych everyone out, mm. so you need to do that on your own you know and they parted ways and so it was like at one point it was almost like a two company. Baker bootleg and it did fool people because they had the same B and they're like oh Baker bootleg it's like I'm I'm supporting everybody if I get a bootleg yeah. b- board too but it's out of a completely different distribution everything different pockets so it was it, it went from like a oh this is family to like whoa this is not family mm. like this is them versus us in a way you know and it didn't last long bootleg or whatever but that's just a short background of the vibe of the the homie Strickland at the time, like, he, he just, he was kind of like a, I don't know, just like, like a, had like a negative kind of vibe all the time. He would always kind of torture me, like, oh, big old, what's, you know, you little uh, mullet he'd call me, or just whatever, just kind of mm. talk down and shit, but, um, but there's the big homie, but he, I just, seeing that kind of like, that ball-busting uh, attitude, It like rubbed off on me for Mm. sure. Like I would be filming, and I would just have so much like just less respect for people because I was around people Ah. like people like that that just you know had less respect for people. And so yeah, I definitely there was definitely a time in my life where yeah, I definitely wasn't as uh, positive or or, uh, like uh, you know friendly to people (laughs) or something. But um, other than that, once. Once he was out of our lives, you know, and we did our own thing, Baker, ever since that moment, I kind of like cut back on doing anything like disrespectful towards people it's was weird. there
1: anything that you can pinpoint where that that changed your trajectory
2: um to make it better or, yeah, or worse
1: to, for, for, to to change from you know just snapping on people to more positive
2: <sighs> mm. Oh, no, man! I, you know, I, I guess maybe just the fact that, like in one example, like I used to film so many uh, like crazy people or homeless people or anything like that, yeah. especially growing up in Huntington Beach, it's like less of that. And then going to downtown LA, you're like, oh shit, like there's some characters. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I would just film characters, kind of not really considering their mental illnesses, mm, you know, stuff gotcha, like that. yeah. And then... Yeah, like, after having some stuff come out, like, like Baker 2G, like, that was, like, just the Ross. Like, I would just film people trying skate tricks and kind of, like, make fun of them. And just, you know, we would put that on there. And, like, it was totally, like, a beef. There's a lot of beef in that video. Really? There is. And that's, that's mainly because, you know, Strickland was a big part of, you know, he actually edited that video. Yeah. So it is, like, I was just kind of in this vibe, like. Yo, man, we're doing our shit. Fuck everybody else. Instead of like, we're all in this together. Like ah. every company, every skater, even if they're not the, we don't share the same viewer styles. Like even Dark Star, Globe or whatever. Like we still, I don't know. They're doing their thing. You can't just like hate on them so hard. You know, they're like yeah. whatever. Just different styles and stuff. But now I see the big picture and stuff. But um, I don't know. It's just slowly after filming bums and psychos and it just kind of occurred to me like damn that's not always the best thing to film it's not always like it, it's hijinks but there's like a respect to it now gotcha. and now i have so much respect to where it's like there'll be some crazy bum fool but i gotta like i gotta like digest it like hmm is he like Does he have a mental issue? Like, you know, I want to put him on blast because it's sad. It's like almost like more sad than than funny. At one point, you know, when you're a kid, you're just like, oh, this is like funny. He's talking to himself. But now you're just like, oh, it's like that's not even. That's just you see it so much now. You're like, dude, that's uh, like the world is actually becoming this. Yeah, you know, it's like a reality. It's not as funny. So I don't know. I still film hijinks and characters and stuff, but it's got to be like a taste to it. Yeah. It's like tasteful hijinks. It's kind of weird. It almost sounds lame <laughs> in a way, but I don't know. No,
1: it's. It, I mean, when you have that sort of respect level, that's that's a respectable thing, you know. Because you're right, dude. You don't know what these guys are going through, and what if there it, it can literally happen where that dude's kid is a skater, and he's gonna see the video one day, yeah. and he's gonna be like, "Fuck, that's my dad." And now he's <laughs> yeah. on he's on Baker Two G, looking like yeah. that. You know, it could happen. Yeah. So, uh, when you split, it was Jay Strickland versus Reynolds' side. And oh, yeah, what, dude. What, what was it, was it that? And then you had to choose?
2: Dude, it kind of was actually in a way. It was in a way because on bootleg, you had, well, Baker was just the, the roots. It was, it was Reynolds, Greco, um, Lenosi, um, Ellington. It was just the roots. It was and this everybody. Is everybody
1: that split from Birdhouse.
2: Kind of like, yeah, mainly that. And then like Maldonado rode for Baker, but he was like really close with uh, Jay. He was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm on, am on fuck with Bootleg. Gotcha. So Bootleg took like Maldonado, Pete Eldridge, um, Alyssa Steamer, mm.
0: uh,
2: Anthony Mosley, a couple, you know, they're all homies. We we're all fam, you know. But anyway, they just had to do their own thing and look similar as us. So it's like, it was just weird. It's like, even though it's hard to say that it wasn't some kind of competition or something because it was just set up to be weird. It was just all a weird time. So when they were gonna make their uh, bootleg video, bootleg 3000, it actually came out. It's a pretty sick video. Mm. But Jay edited that, that whole video and that came out i think right before our baker 3 video came out but i knew like my my personal tricks like i wanted to have a baker part because i had already had a baker 2g part and i wanted the next part to be like all right baker 3 part you know i i wasn't going to be like oh here bootleg take my mm-hmm. my shit i just wanted mm-hmm. to be with the roots like the ogs that always have my back cuz Jay was cool, but he also talked a lot of shit, you know? Yeah. So, But anyway, so there was a phone conversation where I think I did this this switch cook. It happened to have been my uh, last trick in Baker 3. I switch crooked this 9 stair rail at Citrus College in a full uh, sweatsuit, TSA sweatsuit. It's like miraculous. Uh, but I had done that, and I think I was talking to Jay on the phone one night, and he's like, yo, what's up? Are you going to let us get uh, – that clip for uh, the bootleg video, right? And I was like, ooh. I'm like, ooh, I don't know. I, I'm i like, nah, I think I'm saving it for Baker. And he, ooh, that, that was, it. I think that, that might have been our last conversation we ever had. He was like. To this day. Till this day, yeah, till this day. And no that was, way. You know, and I was in 2004 or 2005. And, and yeah, he was just like, oh, I see how it is. Well, you know, you know, fuck you then. And no. You know, yeah, he was like, all right, good luck with your, your Baker video or something like that. And then, Sure enough, Baker 3 came out, like, and it was, like, the last trick in the video. I I had a part just like I wanted. Everybody had great parts. It's, like, a probably one of the... It's such a timeless video. People still mention it. And probably one of my videos, favorite videos, too. But Baker 3 came out so good. It it won video of the year and multiple mags and all this stuff. And, uh, yeah, I'm just really happy I went with that decision and not the, like... Oh I'm gonna do this, but but anyway, he he did his thing. Didn't really, you know. That's what happened, and now Baker, you know, prevailed. It's awesome. It's cool, cool, cool story. I don't really talk about much, you know, because there's just like negativity to it and stuff, you know. I know that there's a
1: lot of politics and stuff, but yeah, community.
2: But it's all love, man. To all those guys, of course, everybody on bootleg.
1: Now, when you made that switch uh, over to Baker. Andrew, being you know the OG, did you start to to see like a a different route, a different like future for you?
2: Then <laughs> did, oh yeah, man, yeah. But it even goes a, a little deeper, like because before Jay was fired himself from Baker and did his own bootleg thing, he still worked for Baker um, before then and fired me as as the Baker filmer because he wanted to hire his new filmer. Um, from from Philly, he had other people lined up and stuff. So he kind of wanted me out of the picture. And during that time, I I had to get some definitely some random jobs. I like worked at a furniture uh, warehouse, like saran saran wrapping furniture and assembling it and stuff, oh, and just random ass jobs like for about maybe a year or two. Which I ended up working at uh, TSA. Clothing, which is a sick old uh, clothing with with Penny and, and everybody they used to ride for them. Gotcha. I, I got a job there at the warehouse, but that was right when they started Crew Clothing. Mm-hmm. The same owners, a different. It was almost like a bigger bootleg, okay, similar got you, thing. gotcha. Got new company take all the riders. So I jumped on like a a shipping boat with TSA. Like I got a job there just as all the riders left, and it was um, in competition with, with Crew and stuff, which was like blowing up. You know, so but luckily, as that was going under, Greco called me in a uh, 2004. I, at that time, I had been fired for about two years, and he rehired me. Then uh, Greco was like, "Dude, Big, we want you back full time filming for Baker, how mm. you used to." I'm like, wow, He's, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm down. And ever since then, in 2004, I've been full time working filming for Baker so it's like that's like 17 years now or like straight you know (laughs) just straight and it yeah it's just just seeing generations and generations of like just awesome skating and watching it progress still just now you just see the skating it's like it's just ridiculous how how good people are and stuff but that's wild yeah but yeah there was just a little a little hiccup in the in the history of filming for baker
1: so those two years were you still filming
2: yeah yeah that's why i I was filming and i actually got a lot of tricks done myself which ended up being in the uh the first shake jump video a lot of that footage there but yeah i was just working at a warehouse and skating and filming definitely yeah i'd still like andrew or someone will hit me up to film like randomly yeah but definitely enjoy the the full-time filming gigs the most
1: All right, guys, let's take a break for our next sponsor, Action Clutch. Big, big shout out to Action Clutch. Thank you guys for coming back as the sponsor for the next season of Downtime with Downstar. We're so excited to grow with you guys. And if you haven't checked out Action Clutch, check them out right now before this read, at Action Clutch. They've been working on a lot of stuff and uh, they're really getting the content, which is awesome. But one of the most critical parts to any build is the clutch. Without a proper clutch, you won't be able to get that power to the wheels. No one wants to spend hundreds of dollars on a clutch that won't hold Power powerful more than a few races or spirited drives that's why it's important to go with a kit that you know that you can count on and that's why many people choose action clutch over the competition action clutch makes kits here in the usa with parts sourced locally in los angeles they have kits to replace oems clutches all the way up to 1200 horsepower and can be found everywhere from streetcars, drag cars, even formula drift vehicles. Not only are the clutches made in the USA, but they've made a strong focus this year to give back to a percentage of sales to the community during these hard times, providing impacted families with groceries and other necessities contact them today with whatever you need and they'll give you the family treatment you can check them out at actionclutch.com. and if you don't see what you need on there you can give them a call at 323-269-6051 or like i said check them out on instagram and you can shoot them a dm and get right to it at action clutch or you can email them at sales at or if you want you could just honk your horn five times in a row beep beep long beep beep beep, beep and they'll be there right at your door. That's not gonna happen, but what is gonna happen if you use the code DTWD for checkout, you get 15% off. How lit is that? Go buy yourself a clutch. Now back to the show. That's so tight, dude. Just mm. to even have that under your belt to be filming for them. Just to be affiliate, dude. Thanks, man. Baker's a shit, bro. Dude, like, thank you, man. <laughs>
2: yeah, they are, they're, they're it's, awesome.
1: It's so dope, dude. Uh, just to, I mean, just to even be able to call Jay a friend you know like jay's my boy dog and he's just he's just sparked that skateboarding love for me back up like it's even way higher than it was when i was a kid dude i'm fucking so jazzed up about Mm -hmm. it now my son and i are battling dude like we play skate i'm not letting you win dude there's no 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 drop-ins. I said, hell no, bro. It's full park. What are you talking about? You better step it
2: up. That's really random. You get to play skate with your son like that. I so love cool.
1: it, dude. Because back in the day, when I think of uh, what I think about my future, I'd be like, man, I hope I have. A, I hope my son loves skateboarding one day. Wow, you dog. know, and he's just fucking jazzed over. It. <laughs> so cool. But uh, so about Baker 2G. Um, I don't know if you would notice. There's a, like that two minutes that's taken out. Mm-hmm, yeah. Do you know what that was about?
2: I think that that was that maybe the Jamie Thomas sponsor tape I think that was uh somehow they got a hold of uh, uh, a <laughs> just a really old uh back in the day Jamie Thomas sponsor uh, tape uh-huh. with like back when it was like baggy shirts and shorts and just not the not the usual uh Jamie Thomas you'd see these days yeah. but I think they added it to like some hijinks like techno music or no something. shit but anyway but he he had gotten wind of it or heard about it and called and was like hey you know like you guys gotta take that out or something so i think that's what happened
1: no
0: shit yeah they, they
2: just had to just instead of just slicing it they just let that like we gotta take this out due to hurt feelings or something oh my god <laughs> it's a
1: legal action was <laughs> man dude that if you guys haven't watched it go to youtube right now search uh baker 2g one of the it's my favorite skate video there's there's a second to none and as far as like films actually put together it's it's in my top five you know it's just it's just so authentic so raw and just i can't believe that this is even out there at that time in 2000 to have a video like that that's crazy and then you compare it to the other skate videos that were out at that time it was pretty much you're you're seeing the same skate video but with a different brand different boards but then when baker 2g came out it's just like what the fuck is all this shit
2: it's a lot of slow-mos in that video really cool
1: yeah Yeah. so dope so um i'm gonna geek out on this video is that cool all right of course (laughs) You want a water? I got a water, too, if you need one. I'm okay. Okay, cool. Um, Mm. Knox, bro. Tell me about filming with Knox, dude. Mm. How old was he? He had to be, what, 12, 13?
2: I think he was like, yeah, when I met Knox, he was probably 11 years old. (laughs) I probably filmed him from when he was 11 to 14. Wow. But, yeah, he was one of a kind. Till this day, there's never another Knox because... At that age of eleven years old, he was such a grown man. He knew all about hijinks. He knew all the 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 sense of humor, the the way life is, everything. Like he was just and he could just talk shit to you and you're like, wow, this kid is like three feet tall. (laughs) Like redhead problem child, just talking shit. You're like, this is there was never another No, this the one and only. To this day, there's no other knocks. And it's like his skating, he had just enough skate skills to to get the job done. Just enough. You know, like he 360 flipped the Beverly 9 stair, Beverly High School mm-hmm. in that video. And it's like, whoa, that kid is three feet tall. And he somehow hooked a 360 flip down the 9 wow. and rolled away. And it's like, okay. It's so like all this shit talking and character he has is just barely backed up by enough, just enough skills to be like, oh, shit, well, he did just 360 foot that fucking nine stair, that little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> or like crook a nine stare. It's like, oh, damn, he actually is gnarly. But, yeah, the amount of just, like, ball-busting uh, personality he had to talk shit and just hilarious. And, and another, that's another thing. I think he was, like, really, he was close with Jay. Like, Jay put him on, or Strickland, you know? Like, the homie that's kind of had that, that, like, that thuggish kind of harsh vibe, you know? It's like Knox was his little... Yeah. They're probably still close homies, but it's like that, that like, thuggish, like, ah, fuck you, like, that was Knox, too. He experienced that. He was, like, raised on that, you know? So it was just funny to see that just... Like, when I see footage of me filming Knox, and I'm I'm giving it right back to him, I'm like, what the fuck was that? And like, you know? Like, I'm like, holy shit, I'm actually yelling at, a, at an 11-year-old kid. Like, I'm talking shit to him while I'm skating. Like, that fucking sucked. What was that? And then he's like, well, fuck you, B. I'm like, dude, that I would never have that, like, demeanor or encounter or talk to anyone else like that except for him. Yeah. It was perfect. It was like, we just, just talk shit. Man, uh, it was about...
1: Probably like, f- I'd say four or five hijinks episodes ago when you released that one, the big yeah. G one that it showed like the behind the scenes. Oh, so it started off with the fight. Yeah, the Hollywood exactly. Film. Yeah, it showed exactly. the whole fight. Yep. And then it showed the other fight too. Oh yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. In the park, Cherry Park, and then the and the yeah the. And Hollywood then it high. showed
1: all the the Knox footage and shit. That yeah. was a dope one, man. That was a great Thanks. episode.
2: I was dying. I'm glad you enjoyed that too, because I was laughing out loud to myself the whole time editing that shit. Just seeing Knox. Just, wow. the It's like Hollywood couldn't write that shit. Like Any of those problem child movies, anything like that. Like, yeah. they got nothing on the actual the real, real Knox. Deal, bro. He'll just real <laughs> roast deal. you in a second. Man. That's so sick.
1: Now, at that time, how was that even... How was that even a thing or was it everything that was just so lax back in the day that you guys are able to just be with this kid and he's just around all this craziness that's going on?
2: That was in his um, favor also was the fact that his dad was a pro skater. Mm. And so his dad just got it. He was like, yeah, well, my son is good at skating. They want to film him. So they're going to pick him up and film him. He's going to work. He's going to make money eventually. Got you. So there was that understanding that helped
1: yeah uh, that whole video dude it just i don't know how anything got done it looked like everybody was just fucking raging bro
2: yeah yeah that's cool man i mean yeah those times man 99 2000 those buck times man it's crazy back then how unsaturated you know skating was you know it was just wait for the video to come out see it in the skate shop no online shit Fucking gnarly videos dropping every single day. Ten of them every day online now. You know, it's like, you can't keep up with it. But yeah, back then it was just like less teams, less pros. Just, yeah, you didn't have to film Instagram clips. You know, you just try a clip or whatever and just get wasted. Or as long as you got shit to show for every year or something. At the end of it, you know, there was Mm -hmm. no like daily schedule. Got it. So they would, yeah, they would go in and out of Hammer's focusing you know to like just partying for you know a while but yeah it's cool cool times for sure
1: yeah um oh, what the fuck was i gonna ask i forgot what i was gonna ask do you still have that that tape
2: uh which one the baker 2g oh oh yeah the video yeah yeah i got it for sure dude if Hell anybody
1: yeah. has the sleeve for it hit me up i need oh, <laughs> i, I need to get the sleeve somebody sent me that one of my uh one of the downstar customers dude when we started getting back into to to skateboarding he sent me a whole box of all kinds of films dude i have them out there i have a lot of a lot of good stuff man so when you're out filming this stuff how how long did so say to make a video how long did it usually take to um uh, how how long how much footage would you guys put in it is it like you know months of footage or would it be years of footage or
2: I feel like the average skate video is two years. Mm. But it could be anywhere from a year to five years, really. And now? I feel like, yeah, every Baker video is like four or five years. But I can't really say that. I can't say that because Big Ass Death, which came out two years after Baker 3 and was a big, amazing video. So that was like really quickly. But yeah, now, um, yeah, I feel like it, 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 any like company in skateboarding to survive has to come out with like a full length video. At the most, every two years, mm. yeah, between one and three years. But yeah, I, I don't know. Baker just holds weight because put in work for so long and so many like timeless hammers are like remembered from Baker videos. And it's like fuck. Somehow that we get away with like dropping a video every. The full-length video every like five years something mm. like that you know and i i wish it'd be quicker but that's just how it is you know different sponsors different shoe companies making videos they they need footage all these other sponsors need footage You'd only like you could really sacrifice a baker video every five years i feel like
1: got you yeah so the last one dude baker four how was that one to shoot
2: um, that was cool I mean that was uh, the first Baker video filmed on HD mm. so I never thought we would do that or I would have to do that but learning to film HD um, I, it, was, it, it was a blessing you know It's like like oh, it was like a really good insurance like shit I could keep my job now
0: mm. I could
2: actually help all these other videos that need HD I could actually be like oh cool I could film you I have an HD camera before then it was like Beagle, you don't have an HD camera, right? I gotta film some for this Ruka or or whatever. And I'm like, nope, sorry. You know, it's just VX. Just so I was I was uh, how do they say like pigeonholing myself? Yeah, something like that. But uh, but yeah, being able to film HD and 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 have the film the Baker video and I feel like it looks the same, the same vibe and everything. Um, that was sick. I was happy to see that. I was happy to see the outcome of an HD Baker video personally. Definitely heard a lot of mixed reviews about it, but I feel like these are the people just looking into it too much. Just yeah. lo- looking into like the hardcore shit, like, dude, how can you do that? How can you film mm. a, a? Why not VX? Instead of just like, dude, shut up. Watch that fucking shit. Like, <laughs> and enjoy, look at, huh? yeah, like, look at those clips or those tricks and like whatever. Like, but one thing I will say, it was lacking a um, hijinks compared to other Baker videos. Gotcha. That particular Baker 4 video, because the video ended up being like a minute and ten or an hour and ten minutes or something like that and Andrew was editing that whole video himself Mm -hmm. and he was just like overwhelmed he was just like by the footage he was like it's already long enough I don't need any Mm. more hijinks so but really I I feel like personally it could have been an hour and a half video with all these like legendary hijinks and and stuff like that people kind of want and expect to see but yeah he was just kind of keeping it like all right, everybody gets the same amount of, you know, focus and, you know, keep it this length or whatever. So, anyway, hopefully this next video that we're working on, uh, that I'm, I'm working on really hard, is the next Shake joint video. Yeah. That's going to be, hopefully we'll have it out in January, and it's going to be called Shrimp Blunt.
1: Shrimp Blunt. Yeah, Shrimp Blunt. This hasn't been a the uh, for a while, right?
2: I mean... Pfft. We just the name's been around, yeah. Yeah, the name we've been been like kind of sitting on the name for a a little bit, but um, yeah, maybe about a year ago, maybe two years ago, we're like, all right, we got to put another full length, full length uh, shake jump because the last one was like 2014 skate tank, Mm, okay. That was like, there hasn't been like a full length shake jump video since then, just like online parts and stuff, so. Yeah, I've just been working hard on that. I'm also gonna have a um, a full part in that. Oh, sir! That I've actually been sitting on footage for the last five years.
1: No way. Yeah,
2: and that's one. I don't know. I'm in a, a like a a rare um, position where I could actually use tricks that I've done five, six years ago. Most of them because I'm wearing the same Dickies, same Adidas, oh. <laughs> like yeah. same like double XO shake Shakedown shirts, like. Same like kit, you yeah. Know, that you could, I could, I nearly, pretty much, just get away with it. Like, oh, that was just <laughs> a couple years ago or something. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: so back to the uh, the, the the filming of Baker Four. When was it that you stopped um, with the VX or made the transition over <coughs> to the to high def?
2: It was kind of off and on, but it was right after Skate Tank, right after that. uh 2014 ish. Exactly. Okay. That was the last vx uh full length a video that i filmed was shake John skate tank and then ever since then i was using this uh lumix gh2 uh for fisheye and then i was using the panasonic hvx uh 205a for um long lens so i i had these two hd cameras but uh my homie donut he was like kind of year a year ahead on it. He was kinda of already messing with HD cameras. So he basically at the time Donut worked for Baker also, um, like getting content kind of team manager style. And he knew a little bit about the HD cameras. So basically I learned from him how to film HD. And it really took me a long time to even learn how to like import clips. Or especially like export clips. Mm. I don't know. It was just yeah, there's a lot to it. Like, instead of... uh it's sorry Sorry. Uh, like, capturing a VX tape. And then, you know, you capture it. And then it's outside of the project. In, on the computer, it's just there. But in here, or it's like... The way I've learned HD. It's weird. Outside the project, you almost wouldn't be able to find the clip at all. It's like, it has to be inside the project, labeled. But it's connected to a file that's outside the project it's really it was a really complicated uh process to learn how to to work with hd Mm -hmm. but now i'm like i'm I'm like comfortable with it i'm happy i'm like oh i could upload something export to the phone instagram you know it's easy now but it was like it was a slow process slow learning about it
1: yeah so how many uh hard drives do you have now full of footage because i know you got a lot of i mean huh i got
2: well back in the day It was just like dinosaur hard drives that were like for like you know a thousand gigs which is a terabyte Mm -hmm. right it's just like huge hard drives so i have a couple of those and then um yeah just a bunch of yeah little ones just all in like just some drawer it's like pretty big amount of hard drives like yeah maybe like 10 hard drives or something like that
1: now the high eight tapes, how many do you have of those?
2: From when I was fifteen to seventeen, I still got those in a shoebox. The high eight tapes, those are f- maybe two shoeboxes. Uh-huh. That's it. Yeah.
1: And then, well, what is the other ones called that that you use for the hijinks? Um, mini DV tapes. Oh, okay, got yeah, you, got D- you, got you.
2: So those tapes, I have like twenty four hundred. Things.
1: So I know you have those labeled, right? Exactly. So it's it's a. 1 to 99 B 1 to 99 yeah exactly and what do you got now? so
2: I'm at like V something got you yeah A B C D E F G H (laughs) I J K (laughs) L M N O P Q R S T U V that's 2200 is if you're on V that's 2200 tapes but then I have tapes before then labeled from like zero to 200 got you yeah oh shit. so that's how i know it's like 2400 tapes (laughs) but all those are accounted for they're all like written down and shit
1: and it's all you have it all in a binder and it tells you yeah what's on each tape
2: that's yeah but that's a lot of tapes yeah so it takes up a big portion of the closet for sure
1: can you still get blanks
2: you can online um, on amazon okay you used to be able to get them at like riot aid or the pharmacy get Mm -hmm. a three pack for 20 bucks but now that's hard to find now, yeah. but yeah, online you can. Mm-hmm.
1: Now I know you do have the uh, the newer camera, right? Mm-hmm. The high the high def that looks like the older mm-hmm. camera. Mm-hmm. That's so sick, dude. Mm.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I brought him to take a little look at him. Oh shit! See the differences.
1: Let's check it out, bro. Mm-hmm. We still got dessert, eagle. It's oh really good, dude. yeah! Yeah yeah! Amazing! Thanks so much. Oh holy shit! Yeah.
2: So this is the the VX one thousand, uh, shake junk paint job. I got to get a picture, of <laughs> brother, bro. But this is shout out to the homie Aaron Burgundy. He's my good friend that knows everything about the VX one thousand. Yeah. He repairs them. Um, you could if you have a camera, and you need help. Or don't know what to do with it. You could always send it to him. Hit him up on Instagram, Aaron A A R O N Burgundy uh, on Instagram.
1: One word, Aaron yeah, Burgundy, one word, yeah. Aaron Burgundy,
2: Snake. yeah. And um, yeah, he's really good. Reasonable price and everything. But he basically, since he knew how to take out part the whole video camera, um, he's one of the only people that could do this and get the the camera painted with automotive paint. Mm. Because you can't just have a camera and just paint it and be like, "Oh yeah, that's it." Like this is actual like automotive uh, sprayed paint. So okay. all the pieces have to be completely away from the 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 electric shit. It's just got to be like the shells of the body yeah. to get sprayed like that. So it's like a really long process to take it all apart and then get it sprayed and everything. So that's why I think he was charging. I think at one point he was charging people like $800 to get this done. Gotcha. But I don't know if the price changed <clears throat> now, but he basically used this camera as like a tester. I think this might have been one of his first ones. Gotcha. Um, but anyway, he blessed this camera with the ShakeJunk camera. That's sick. And then when once the time came and I had to uh, transition to HD, he, he learned a little bit about the HD camera um about taking it apart and he's like you know what <laughs> if you're down let me bless the the hvx with the same paint job you know and it, it would be like a learning process for him too so i'm like all right cool so he blessed me with a new one and they're pretty similar dude this is so sick bro paint <laughs> thanks
0: man. oh shit yeah
2: so this <laughs> big yuna and little yuna
1: Oh, Yuna? <laughs> no, not just a oh, uh,
2: little reference, little Baker.
1: See, I gotta take a picture of that, yeah. dude. That's sick, bro. Yes, dude, that's
2: legit. <laughs> Thanks, Baker. So this
1: is what you shoot on?
2: So yeah, this is <laughs> this is the HD camera that we use now for Baker, which oh. happens to be one of the oldest models of an HD camera. A okay, lot of, you know, a lot of people are in with the 4K now and gotcha. red cameras, but this is like the closest camera to the VX.
1: Yeah. Wow, it looks very similar.
2: Yeah, it's pretty sick, but the fucking sorry, but it's um good. the death lens Yeah, this is just like the long lens little um shade or whatever, but when you put the actual death lens on this camera, it's an extreme lens that costs like $2,000. Uh-huh. Ridiculously priced. Um so it's so heavy, the lens, that you need this rack on the bottom of the camera to to secure uh, the lens. So like the lens would just rip the whole front end off because it's oh, gotcha. so heavy. So it needs like this like brace. Gotcha. And so this, you kind of gotta get used to this, like not hitting the ground. Mm. Which I was till this day, I actually have some trouble. Like till this day, like sometimes I'll like scrape the bottom or like hit a crack or something. But you gotta get used to that. But it's so Heavy, the yeah, it looks like the it, lens yeah. when it the lens is on and the rack and everything. It's compared to this VX. I mean, well, now without the lens, even it's still a little heavier, yeah. But man, going back to the VX and filming and skating is hilarious. It's That's like a so little scary. feather, you just <laughs> yeah. it's it's so easy and it's, it's amazing. But yeah, now you gotta like be in shape really.
1: Dude, that camera is huge, bro. I didn't expect yeah. it to be that big.
2: <laughs> That's, That's so cool. Saving. Thanks.
1: So how many of these do you have?
2: Um, Just one now. Yeah, just one.
1: And it's an older model, you say?
2: It's actually the one of the first models that it, it has the option to uh, put a mini DV tape in it. Oh, shit. And you could switch from HD to SD when oh, it's wow. off. And it's sick. The viewfinder just goes from a rectangle to a square. Yeah. It's just like oh, guys, you, you can it. see in it. Yeah, it's rad.
1: So, what happens if if something happens to this camera? Do you have someone to fix it, or?
2: Dude, I did. There was some legend. Um, his name was Robert, and he actually worked for a Panasonic, but he lived in Burbank, and he would like hustle after hours, just work on cameras like this at his house when mm-hmm. he when he wasn't working in the studio. But he just passed away oh, in uh, in December. He got like cancer, passed away man. quick. So. I haven't had to get a repair done since he passed, and uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know where to take it now. Actually, it's do you uh,
1: do you have another camera on the horizon if
2: the unfortunate um, happens to this one? Oh yeah, yeah, I got other cameras too. Yeah, but uh, um, yeah, I know Reynolds, the boss man. Really, he prefers this particular camera, the this model, the over anything 4k or 1080 mm. he prefers this 720p like the the oldest technology of uh hd just likes the way it looks
1: so this was the one that you shot baker for in. yeah and it's 720p it is wow yeah that's yeah. crazy
2: there was some other clips in that video where i was showing with my gh4 with the fisheye it's like a lumix um what they call a dslr camera with the handle and it was 1080 and it just it looked sick in that video but he was like i try not to use that camera just use the fish mm. on this you know yeah yeah but yeah cool camera dude
1: thanks for bringing it hey, thanks this ain't, ain't no problem fucking ride, dude <laughs> thanks man oh my god oh you know what i like
2: about this too is you know after you filmed <laughs> uh tricks of people and they want to film it on their iPhone. They want to film the screen so they could watch their trick at home all night, you know? Yeah. I would do the same thing. But when they film it off of this, it's like on their phone, the, the image, it's already like a, like Shake Chunk borders. Oh, you know? yeah. yeah. You, they're seeing their clip <laughs> with like the Shake Chunk colors around it. It's like like a trademark. Like, oh shit. Dude, yeah. film it was filmed on the junk camera. That's sick.
1: Legend, dude. Yeah. But anyway,
2: hit up Aaron Burgundy. Yeah, if you want to check wanna, them out, guys. Yeah. If you got some extra cash, you want to. Treat yourself to some nice crispy yeah. <laughs> cameras. Woo-wee, he's got you.
1: That is super cool, bro. So tell me about Shake Junk, dude. What's the, uh, what, 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 when did Shake Junk come around? Mm. And,
2: well, Shake Junk is entirely, basically, it's it's Shane Hiles' mm-hmm. concept. Okay. Which is our good friend. He's always, uh, just had the concept from this song, Shake Junk, from, uh, the, Memphis Skinny Pimp and Lil Jin they recorded the song uh, Shake Jump probably back in 94 or something like that but um, ever since Shane just heard that song he always wanted to make a video and have that song in it and stuff and, and he did that and in 2005 he made a right around the time Baker 3 came out he made a Shake Jump video which at that time it wasn't uh, a brand or anything it was just like a crew it was like oh homies Shake Jump and then shortly after that, like, through, like, MySpace and building stuff up, it just kind of became accessories and, like, grip tape. It just became, like, grip tape stencils and, and like, T-shirts. And then it officially became, like, a accessories company, you know, mm-hmm. in 2008. So ever since 2008, it's just been an established, you know, grip tape, bearings, hardware, clothing, accessories, random anything, pocket knives or rolling trays wax grip tape cleaner yeah it's just basically everything they make cruiser boards now too and some street boards but yeah they just make everything you need you know basically besides wheels and trucks
1: yeah yeah i've met shane a couple times cool dude man Mm -hmm. very uh awesome personality dude
2: oh yeah for sure man no yeah yeah he's great
1: it's uh it's it's dope to see see dudes like that that they're just still so hyped on it, dude. Dude, just
2: totally, Just going man.
1: out, just like you yourself, man. Just going nice. out and doing it. What are you at, like six days a week now filming?
2: I mean, uh, definitely Saturday, Sunday. I like to take Monday off, sometimes Friday. So yeah, five days a week. Yeah, but now it's crazy, you know, like knowing how to edit. It's mm-hmm. a trip because so much of my career I didn't like edit or didn't need to edit mm. it was it was like almost like a blessing you know like the fact that Reynolds knew how to edit and he would make he would edit the Baker videos and stuff it would it would keep me out filming while he's editing so yeah. I, I didn't have to double up on my job or I could be in more places you know at once but now there's like a lot more editing involved with like things with like net and I mean anything little Instagram edits for Sheikh John or Baker or there's just like a lot of editing, which I'm blessed to to know how to do. It feels like accomplishing, yeah. really like it. But definitely, the weeks just fly by, man. Like just busy as hell, dude. You know, like if I'm not filming, I'm editing, or I'm trying to skate myself, or, or you know, get a clip still. So it's, I've definitely just been staying really busy with everything with the same the same shit, you know. But yeah, but it, it's cool being able to edit though, man.
1: Yeah. Now, did um the speaking of Shake Gent, there's a video came out what it was a few months ago, uh, shrimp gumbo. Mm.
2: Oh yeah, gumbo. Um yeah, Shane's um that was Shane's personal part. Uh, stir it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Did so? Did you edit <clears throat> that one?
2: Actually, his street part. Um, we had Daniel Wheatley. Uh, he's a good editor and filmer he he put that together okay got you yeah which is good because um yeah everyone's just been working on a bunch of stuff other things so yeah daniel put that together but um yeah that's on uh hijinks net there's the shake uh shane hile stir it part and also we released a, a stir it leftovers part which is like <laughs> 25 minutes of uh like raw like outtakes from the story part and then there's like a new part at the end of it called crumbs but yeah you could find that on YouTube it might be a it might be called crumbs shane crumbs but that's good i i actually edited that that was fun
1: so when you're editing what uh software are you using
2: um adobe premiere
1: okay got gotcha. mm-hmm. you do i haven't used premiere yet have you uh do you use a final cut
2: um i did once got gotcha. you for for one uh, like Transworld project in 2011, there was like the cinematographer video, and I that was my first thing I think I ever edited, because <laughs> it was like outside of bakery. It was like a they hit me up Transworld like put together an edit, and I so that's why I learned was Final Cut just for that, but then ever since then uh, Adobe Premiere, got you yeah, which is like it seems the same. It's like. It's kind of like common sense, almost. It's it's. I feel like it's it's pretty user friendly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Hijinks Net. When
1: did you uh, take a bite, bro? I oh, keep thanks man. fucking talking to you. Oh, you right? good? You gotta <laughs> yeah, use the restroom or anything? No, I'm good. For you now. good? Yeah, you yeah, sure. We, yeah, yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah. We're living life, guys. Mm-hmm. While you're listening to this right now, make sure you're checking out Beagle on Instagram. Beagle Oneism, right?
2: That's right. It's spelled out O N E.
1: O-N-E-I-S-M. Check them out on Instagram. Go to YouTube real quick. If you're on right now, guys, check them out. Uh, Net, the channel. <laughs> fucking grubbing, man. <laughs> you know what I like to say, bro? <laughs> living life and loving the life that we live and living the life that we love to live and living it, you know? <laughs> yep. This is fucking cool, bro.
2: Mm, it's cool.
1: What the hell was I oh we're talking about hmm. hijinks Net, right? Hmm? So when did you get the idea that you wanted to start uh that channel?
2: Um well shit. You know, it, it kinda just came um about a year and a half ago. Everyone always kinda was telling me like, Yeah, you should, you know, release your old tapes on YouTube or do something like that. For years actually. And I just never had the time to do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, finally it really took, um, my good friend, uh, Brian Herman, mm. it took him just to like get the ball rolling. He just, he just saw the vision. He's like, yeah, you should, we should put out these tapes episodes and I'll, he lived in the desert and he, he, I don't know, he didn't, he had kind of had like some extra time or something. And he was like, yeah, I could go through tapes and make these episodes. And, and we just got together and came up with ideas with it, with, um, him, Herman, and myself, and then our friend Reno, who's um, really good at, um, like, technical things, um, really computer savvy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He knows about YouTube and Google and all that, so uh, he helps do, like, back-end stuff with that. Okay. So it's just, like, the three of us that just kind of come up with just other ideas and, and... But, like, the backbone is the the Beagle Tapes yeah. uh, segment, you know, and that's just, like, content, like... Oh, that's there forever, you know. Twenty four hundred tapes, like that's always gonna be there, you know. But we're also we just try to come up with other content and stuff here and there.
1: You have the uh, beagle snacks,
2: right? Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: those are pretty sick too, dude. I like those because they're. Do you do you keep them at a certain um, time limit, or is it just however long the trick takes?
2: Um, the Whatever snack, you're highlighting. Well, yeah, the the beagle tapes I like to have anywhere between or 10 minutes to like a half hour something like that mm-hmm. but the snacks we like to have um just over 1 minute
1: got gotcha. you okay yeah yeah those are pretty sick dude thanks man but uh yeah when i started watching the um the beagle tapes dude so sick bro so if you guys haven't seen it basically a beagle was saying that he has what 22 plus 100 cassettes yeah. with uh everything is labeled so I remember seeing it on the nine club you had the binders there yeah, yeah, yeah. and the guy was saying, okay, let's go to G 21. And you're like, G <laughs> 21 Knox yelling at a lady or <laughs> some yeah. shit like that. Yeah. That's so cool, dude. Thanks man. So how do you
2: guys pick each week, which one that you're going to do? I mean, yeah, kind of just diversity a little bit, just kind of like, okay, we did Herman last week. Let's try to not do Herman this week or just as simple as that really. Mm. Just like, oh, there has been an Antoine one in eight weeks. Let's get an Antoine one. Kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, mainly just like that. Or maybe if there's somebody's birthday that week or something like, oh, shit, I'll we'll try to find that guy. <laughs> something like that. But, yeah, I call it spinning the wheel. I'll call Reno on the phone once a week. You know, yeah. or I, you know I, I talk to him a couple times a week, but usually around this time because the episode comes out on Thursday. I'll be putting it together like Wednesday. Um. I hit him up like Tuesday, I, spin the wheel, man, spin the wheel, what do you think? It's like, hmm, what's this Figgy clip that he did? Or I don't know, just, yeah, he's always got good recommendations, but, yeah, it's going to be, I don't know, I'll be damned if it ever gets, like, running out of tapes, like, oh, shit, there's nothing left. You know, it's weird, it's, like, endless. <laughs> so
1: say if you get a tape, right, say A-57, like, is the hijinks episode that whole tape and you're just chopping it down?
2: Yeah, I'll okay. have to chop it down, yeah. Because I can't just, yeah, obviously the, the the excessive recording where it's just filming the the lap or, like, the ground for a sec, I got to, like, okay, I got to slice, I got to slice. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes maybe there'll be something just too crazy or something, maybe I'll slice it out. Or, But uh, for the most part, yeah, I'm just looking for anything remotely hijinks.
1: Have you found anything that um, that you recorded back in the day? and You're just like, I cannot put this up. I can't <laughs> believe I got this footage.
2: I mean, yeah, I almost didn't want to put that that Cherry Park fight scene in. Mm. in the, I was like on the fence about it. it I'm glad like, you did, though. Thanks, man. I'm fans. glad you did, yes. bro. For real. Thanks, Frank. I, yeah. Thanks. So. That feedback helps because yeah, yeah. I'm like on the fence sometimes. I'm like, ah, well, that's what happened here. You know, just feeling this, but I know it's like it could be like. Something negative could avoid people seeing or pissing people off. Well, from a
1: Baker Two G fan, that that was one of my favorite okay, hijinks perfect. episodes for right. sure, dude. Thanks, man. I was just always wondering that that was the one with the kids fighting, right? Yeah, in the beginning. Yeah. That kid didn't want no. <laughs> the, the beginning one was with like the older dudes, whereas like the two guys and the, with the fanny pack.
2: Yeah, the beginning of Bigger 2G. Okay, yeah. But so, it was the end of that episode.
1: Yeah, so the uh that kid didn't
2: want to fight at all. <laughs> no, he did not. He's like, "Beagle, tell him get over here, man." And he's like looking at me like, "Hey." hey, hey. And then he just gets so like, "Oh god." I'm like, "Oh man." <laughs> oh god. Oh shit.
1: God, I get bet you have so much good stuff in there, dude. Mm. Have you ever thought about I know you have everything that's in a binder, like putting that digitally, so maybe it'll be easier to to search.
2: Yeah. Um, well I mean then you still gotta capture it all digitally. So regardless, that's gonna take so much time. No, to... I
1: mean as far as the the binders.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, I got it all written down the binder and I mean that's good that it's there. Yeah it exists, but it does take me a long time to find something in the binder. I'm just going by like memory of like year, yeah. I'm like, oh, that was December 2012. He did that somewhere in March. I'm like flipping, 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 flipping. Oh my God! Sometimes I can't find a tape. I'm yeah. like, flip through the f- like same 200 pages like over and over, looking mm. for, looking for like, yeah, Herman Grind 20 Stereo, Herman Grind. Like no, no, <laughs> flipping, flipping, flipping. Sometimes it takes me like an hour to find a tape. Yeah. Then it takes me. At least an hour to capture the tape. Then I got to slice the footage. Then I got to do audio levels. Then I got to edit a an outro with the slow-mos. Then I got to edit a little intro. and in the, Then it takes an hour to export the project. Mm, mm-hmm. Then luckily it takes about five minutes to upload to YouTube. Mm. But the moment that's uploaded, right back to the editing to uh, edit an Instagram for it. Like a teaser for it, yeah. you know? So, regardless, no matter what, it's going to take me uh, like an average of eight hours to edit a Beagle Tapes episode. Oh, shit. You know? I wish it would just be like three hours, four hours, but no matter what I do, it's at least I have to devote eight hours. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Dude, I'm probably going to have to devote eight hours to this episode, bro. <laughs> oh, shit.
2: Then do the Thanks, three man.
1: camera shit now dude for real because I, I don't edit any of the podcast I'll just do intro outro and then if we take a break or something I'll write down the time but um, I'll usually just keep it in my mind if we said anything crazy I'll mm-hmm. just mark the time but mm-hmm. usually I just let them rock raw but cool, perfect. now um, Good. everybody that's listening if you guys are new to Downtime with Downstar this is the first time that we've done a three camera setup so we have the camera right there the one for Beagle and then the, the one in the middle so I'm just kind of looking at this like trying to trying to plan it out like I'm gonna have to have all three on top and then just watch it and just keep switching it back but Damn, I'm real. excited for it though bro yeah. I love it I love this shit I love sick, editing dude. dude that's my thing like even uh, like since I got back into skateboarding it's been so much more fun cause I have cool things to edit but I always edit things for Downstar and then like when we got promos coming up usually we have a a big Black Friday sale and I always do like a sick edit coming up to that but it's my jam, bro. That's I what's up, that.
2: yeah. I love it, share. man. You're good at it too, man.
1: Thank you, brother. Yeah, so thanks, Frank. Um with the hijinks, what do you uh you do you sell merch and stuff?
2: Uh yeah. Yeah, we you do sell uh shirts. Yeah. Another oh one? oh yes, please, yes, yeah, please. Yeah, yep.
1: They're all yours, bro.
2: Say thanks, man.
1: Yeah. yeah. So you guys sell shirts and stuff? Yeah, just
2: like shirts pretty much. Or no, they actually sell beach towels too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you could uh, catch that on the YouTube uh account you'll see it on the bottom there's shirts and stuff
1: now i saw recently that you guys started doing like uh i don't know what they call it on youtube but you can you can Close. have like a tier like you 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 buy something and you, you're in like a certain kind of Group or tier or something like that.
2: Oh, oh yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, they explained
1: it on the the yeah. the nine club. That yeah. that one. The
2: yeah, it's a membership. The, the
1: membership. Uh, yeah, they were telling yeah. you about that, huh? Uh-huh. You should add membership. That's to right. It, huh? Yeah,
2: yeah. They're actually yeah, that's sick. Yeah, there actually is um, memberships available for the Hijinks Net. There's um a silver one and a gold one. One's the uh, the silver is three dollars a month. The gold is five dollars. But basically, the silver one you get um. I think custom emojis, mm-hmm. but then the uh, gold one you get custom emojis, and also get to vote uh, for um, polls of um, episodes. Okay, got you. Likely episodes we might play. Sometimes we'll have a poll, like out of four choices, and they get to uh, put a vote in for which one they want to see. Yeah. So anyway, sick. yeah, yeah, we have some memberships available.
1: All right, guys, we got to take a break for our last sponsor, Aeromotive. Piecing together a fuel system for a build can be a difficult task. Luckily, Aeromotive has your back with everything from replacement fuel pumps to fuel systems that will support 3000 plus horsepower. Aeromotive's engineers have developed a solution for your build regardless of the power level. If you're looking to make a switch over to E85, they have every part that you need to build a system that will be there when you need it the most. need a custom fuel system for your daily that turns? project car no problem maybe you guys want to check out their new line of pumps the uh, brushless pump line which is a quieter pump less heat and lasts longer than traditional brush motor fuel pumps and they range from uh, the original a1000 all the way up to 10 gallons per minute 3,000 horsepower if anybody has anything like that please let me know and uh let me drive it that would be pretty lit but probably most people listening are going to take advantage of the stealth 340 this is our top selling fuel pump and it fills fits most factory fuel tanks and uh they can handle up to 700 horsepower for efi systems or a thousand for a carbureted system and if you don't know what you need you can just hit up the uh, customization shop on their website you can go there and say hey i have this i have the new k-series v8 or what have you i need five million horsepower i need the line three inches wide whatever you need just hit them up man and they'll get it ready for you and if you're a pro drifter like matt field and you're on the break right now and you said you know what you're chilling in the garage with all the babes all the money all the sponsors and you're like you know what we got to do today we got to refinish this fuel system we got to revamp it and re everything you just send it over to uh, aeromotive and join their re build the program you send the stuff over they'll rebuild it fix it up for you slap it back in and when we get back to reality you can go drift in and do what you do but big shout out to aeromotive thank you guys for continuing to support downtime with downstar and um, supporting you guys if you uh, want to use anything from aeromotive just use the code dtwd and you get 10 percent off spend a hundred bucks save 10 bucks take that 10 bucks go buy a coffee and keep on keeping on like joe diarte now back to the show
2: Pretty now sick.
1: for the um yeah guys make sure you guys check it out dude like i watch it every week i love it dude it's so cool whenever it comes on and it's funny because my, my wife likes it too when the the, the theme song comes on she, sick, already knows, she already knows that it's That's tight dude things toss it out and just it's it's dope because it gets to show like the aspect of skateboarding no matter what level that you're at you're still going through the same shit like trying tricks like 50 times oh shit over true. and over and over no matter who you are except if you're <laughs> Andrew bro <laughs> you're just trying to over and over and it's so cool to see that just you know at like our level, dude, we're just like trying to ollie this little stair set or something. But then you see the videos, and these guys are trying these tricks. But it's the same thing, but just on a different yep. level. And yep. it's cool to see like the behind the scenes of it.
2: That's cool, man. Thanks, dude.
1: Yeah, dude, I love it, man. Yeah. So, are you? Uh, do you have any other plans for for Net? Things that you want to do in the future? Um,
2: yeah, we we want to put together this um this Brian Herman twenty year with Baker um segment. It's gonna be pretty sick gonna start working on that that might come out uh sometime in fall or something because yeah this summer will be um 20 years of herman nice since he was like 14 congrats man. yeah yeah and um yeah there's that and uh I, we're gonna we're gonna be releasing the shrimp blunt shake jump video on the hijinks net also oh wow yeah so that'd be like in january but yeah that's like just number one big project right now there'll also be some um some Baker promos on the Baker YouTube mm-hmm. that, that I'm also filming, helping with right now, too. But uh, a lot of focus on the Shrimp Blunt video.
1: Do yeah. you do any of the Deathwish stuff?
2: Um, no. I, well, basically, yeah, I'll, I'll help out. I'll get like a second angle with the Deathwish guys. Gotcha, you, gotcha. You. Yeah, they got their um, full time filmer, uh, Kalen, mm-hmm. with Deathwish. He's a great filmer. He's like, grew up uh, filming with Jamie Foy and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, but I'll just help out with them get second angles which mm-hmm. is always so fun man like yeah there's some of my favorite skaters too yeah man. yeah all those guys
1: yeah shout out to jamie foy man he's a cool yeah. dude yeah, i like dude. that guy a lot it seems like all those dudes from florida pretty fucking cool guys yeah
2: man they're all so talented man it's crazy
1: i guess they're probably just stoked to be out here just <laughs> living the life dude huh? totally not worrying be. about raining every fucking day
2: yeah yeah it must be
1: so so uh, speaking of Jamie, like out of all these the new skaters, dude, like who are you so excited to to film with?
2: <laughs> Definitely uh, Jamie Foy, always, always, man. And I think, well, it's been five years this month that I've been filming Jamie Foy. Mm-hmm. Five years ago, we, we went on our first trip together to um, Portland and Seattle uh, with like little Baker Deathwish, uh, the Zoomies trip or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy because ever since then, just no slowing down. You know, it's just, just so many video parts per year. You know, and like every part, you're like, whoa! How is he gonna? How is he gonna compete with that? And he, it's just like more intense, gnarlier shit. Like everything is just insane. Like, like almost every trick that he does, like on a on a daily basis, like nothing. Is something that, like, in the 90s or something, or, or like a 4-in-1 intro or something, like, you, you just wouldn't even believe it's possible. You know, yeah. you'd be like, or if you were to hear that, like, oh, yeah, he fakie 5-0'd, which is like a fakie ollie to switch nose grind, mm-hmm. all faky, down this double kinked rail in uh, New Mexico. Like, a month ago, I was there on a deathwish trip. We all went out there on the way to Texas. Mm-hmm. And he, that was like third try or something. At the end of the day, fakey five o through a double kinked round handrail, a <laughs> fakey ollie out, just perfect. You know, that's like that's like an example. Just 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 one example of just the the things you see him do every day. It's and, it, and it, like he'll do that, and he will get two other tricks that day, like on that level. You know, you're just like, wait, wait." but then at the same time, this is why it's so insane is because he's not like that, 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 that vision you have of an, of an athlete growing up. Like that's like in the gym or like, like watching his diet or like anything like that. You know, he's just like am hey, go to Wendy's, get my fucking <laughs> chicken nuggets. Dip that shit in the frosty. All right, yep, go, yep. And you're like, no, like stretching, no, like push up, sit up, wow. just like, just the craziest handrail. Just and it, it really makes you kind of believe, like, whoa, it's almost all in the mind. This whole thing, yeah. It's like if you are confident enough and you could visualize, you have it down to a science, and you know. That goes there. That goes there. I'm going to jump this way. That's cool. That's almost all it is, you yeah. know? I mean, he's dead brute. And he, he, as he would say, and he would take a slam, you know, like no other people can. He could jump down a 14 stair and just roll on the ground, jump up. A lot of people can't do that. So he's he's obviously physically like a superhuman as well. But it just he, his uh, routines and shit, you're just like, he's just going to go back nose bunt this UCLA 15 stair rail. Gap out, like not even phased about. It. He's just waiting for four o'clock. Just eating at the home, watching TV, eating bacon. Just <laughs> like, bacon. Oh, yeah, no, I'm gonna go to UCLA at 15. Uh, yeah, back <laughs> nose one today. I'm like, oh, cool. yeah, you want to go? There? Like, like I'd be there, like, <gasps> <gasps> doing push ups, like <sighs> watching skate was like back nose one, back nose one. Oh, today's the day. Fuck. Oh my god. He's just like, oh, yeah, fucking back nose. Back. <laughs> no, no, next, next, next. Just like, whoa. So. Yeah, he's by far the craziest like trip to to film or be a part of uh, filming or skating yeah. with. <laughs> Shout sure. out to him, yeah, man. Jamie Foy, man. And he just got his own
1: collection from Dickies too. Yeah, huh? that's pretty cool. God, that's so lit, bro. That's fucking cool. Yeah. yeah, it's dope, man. It's dope to see these guys getting the recognition they it, deserve. Yeah, you know, my boy Jake Hayes, dude. Dude, Jake it, Hayes. Bro. Jake Hayes
2: is a a record breaking like height. Uh, th- uh, he has the the highest pop. I think it's forty six and, and a half. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, it's on paper. He's yeah. the highest all year. He it's him. It used to be Danny Rainwright back in the day, but now it's the it's the homie. Legend. Just, just all humble. Just kicking <laughs> back. He could Guinness Book of World Records pop. You know, so yeah. Cool. yeah. I
1: know, man. I, I I love it, dude. It's just it's so cool because like if you're in the car community, you know, and you see the guys that are at these guys' level. They don't act like the skaters do. You know, they act like they're at the highest level. (laughs) You can't talk to me. You haven't done this. You you know, but then these guys are just so fucking cool. You know, Jake comes to the shop and we hang out and shit. That's rad, man. Dude, you're the highest ollier in the world. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Fucking great guy, man. But uh, I think skateboarding's gonna lose him soon, man. He's a car guy now, dude. Oh damn! He's all in the cars now, bro. BMW,
2: dude. It's good to have a low impact hobby. <laughs> definitely, yeah, right. He needs that. Give <laughs> the legs a break for a sec.
1: Have you, uh, have you ever been in cars?
2: Mm-hmm. You know, like definitely, I haven't really been like um, personally, like so into like racing mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but. I'd say the most passion I've had for cars was um, maybe about 10 years ago, I just got what I called the fever, the Cadillac fever, man. Mm. I was just like, I think I was just about to turn 30, and that's what it was. I was like, I need a Cadillac. i <laughs> <laughs> like turning 30, I'm on some like next level boss shit. I'm fucking, I need a yeah That's why I was like definitely would break my neck on Cadillacs. Uh-huh. You know, like What we'll model? I mean, I love the DeVille's just, like, really? And I actually got it. I got my dream car eventually right after that. And it, it was a 96 DeVille Concours. Mm. And the DeVille uh, Concours, especially, like, 95, 96, it was the one where the body covers the back rims. Okay, got you. You yeah, know? Yeah. Oh, it's just, like, just already a big body, but then it's, like, extra body because you can't see that back tire. Yeah. You know? Oh, man, that was my favorite. And... I actually got that. I found it on the uh, street in North Hollywood by my house. I saw it, and I wrote down the number, and And this guy wanted $3,000, this guy Mo. Uh, Tell you remember his name? Oh, yeah, his name was Mo, yeah, yeah, but he was a character. He was like a hustler. He was okay. from South Central, and he was just, everything out of his mouth was hustle, hustle, hustle. <laughs> but I actually hustled him, and that's yeah. what drove him crazy is because I actually gave him 26 cash and he wanted three. Yeah. And the moment I got it, like the, I remember that night, he's called me back. He's like, "Hey, man, I wasn't feeling well today, man. Oh, can I, can? you know?" He's just kind of like oh, joking shit. around, <laughs> joking around about it. But but still, it was such a, a lemon, though. It was just so much shit wrong with it. So much shit, like yeah. it was just like he believed, Mo believed his own bullshit. It was crazy. <laughs> like the the Cadillac dream car, bought it as it is. Twenty-inch rims, Diablo rims, chromed out,
1: Diablos. Diablo, Diablo <laughs>
2: blades. Oh, oh, it was G as fuck. It was a blacked-out Cadillac. So G, yeah, so G, dude. Like, you almost wouldn't want to drive it in certain areas, you know? Like, yeah. Oh shit, the pulls a gun trip, but, but, anyway, the speaker wasn't working on the left side right away. I'm like, what's up with this fucking radio? Like, it's only on the right side. I call him, Mo, Cadillac Mo. He he was so hijinks he you know my my first name is ryan mm-hmm. but some people especially real hood people they don't like they can't acknowledge ryan they they hear brian they're like <laughs> brian like what is this ryan like brian yeah brian <laughs> brian so i'm like i'm like hey mo it's it's ryan you know what's i i just uh i had a question about the the speaker on the left side it's not really hey brian you're doing it all wrong brian you're doing it all wrong just bring it bring it by here brian bring it Brian. Bring it by here. I'm like okay, so I drove it back there. He gets in the car. He's like, "Man, see, he's, he's messing with the uh, settings of the radio." He's like, "See, you're doing it all wrong. You're doing it all wrong." And then it occurs to him, his own bullshit. He's like, "Wait, oh, dude, I know what happened, dude. Dude, I used to keep my stash on the left side, man. My my heat right here. Like, I, you know, that's why the wires aren't there, dude. That's why there's no fucking wires in the left door." <laughs> he would show me. He'd open the door and like it was like a little like a a, a stash area. No for, for his heat. Yeah.
1: A stash box in the door. Yeah, just like oh, if, like shit. a gun. Yeah. Just
2: like, just, you know, really quick style. Like, oh, oh, that's why it's not working there, Brian. That's why I'm <laughs> like, you're so full of shit. You forgot your own bullshit. You know, like. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> so anyway, whatever. I got that speaker fixed. Anyway, that fool that is.
0: Oh,
1: shit. Such a character. But
2: anyway, that, that, that was my love, man. I had that caddy for maybe nine years before I sold it. Wait maybe 8 years. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was 9 years. 9 years I had it. Finally sold it, man. But yeah, I've, it spent so much time in the shop, just something there, something there all the time. It was just breaking down four times a year, but man, that was it was such like a boat, you know, just floated and with the with the screwed up music. Yeah. Oh, that was like a lifestyle for a bit, but
1: you used that in some Shake Jun ads, didn't you?
2: Yeah, yeah. There's Shake Jun ad with that car ah, in it.
1: That was so sick. That dude. was my dream
2: car. That's the only car I really never really had my eye on but now that i'm like like approaching 40 yeah it's like it's happening again it's hell like, yeah but it's with a lincoln Ooh! <laughs> i want to get like a lincoln town car oh, dude yeah. <laughs> like another boat but like a reliable boat gotcha but yeah personally i i love uh big body cars
1: you never got into like the uh donks
2: i mean with yeah yeah with the big ass tires yeah. But yeah. I couldn't ever pull off some fucking you could. 25 inch. Brian, come on, Brian. You can <laughs> <do it. laughs> yeah, man. No, but yeah, I want a smooth Lincoln, man, one day. But I'm in this point where I, I that was a luxury having a, a Cadillac as a second car. I couldn't have it as one car. Filming skateboarding, you need to be in something so reliable. Mm. You know, constantly driving an hour to go film. Couldn't just drive the Cadillac everywhere. So at that time, that was the second car, and now I just have my, my Kia. Gotcha. Kind of like this reliable skate car. But pff, I don't know. I'm not at that point yet where I could have a, a luxury car on the side yet. There's too many other things, you know, like yeah, too many other things in life. Like maybe one day, maybe we'll get that, that Lincoln.
1: <laughs> Do you ever feel yourself not having enough time to focus on other things besides, you know, like skating editing and such?
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's almost hard to uh, to map it all out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What would you be, if you had time, what would you be dabbling into?
2: Oh, I mean, I just want to get caught up on my work, really. I just want to, I'm never caught up on like footage, like going through it mm-hmm. to edit it. You know, like, I don't know, man. I feel, that's almost why I never like own video games is because like, I love playing video games, but if I own one, i'm like not doing my work yeah you know i can't enjoy playing the gta yeah you know when, the, when i have to like do some editing or something like that so i don't know man i just want to be able to just caught up on my work one day <laughs> and then just do anything man really
1: when's the last time you sat down and to draw
2: oh dude draw dude no It's like I would almost have to be in jail or something to draw. Like literally have to be locked up with nothing to do. That would be the only reason. Yeah. Good point Drawing. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I I was watching some of your videos, and I saw how you were doing the sketches. Yeah. And they made it on the the shake junt. the deck, and then the T-shirts.
2: That's because I was in school. I was in like Saturday school or detention or whatever it was. And yeah, I had the time then. Some,
1: like you always uh found a way to um to use your free time when you were younger. Playing the drums, you know, drawing all these little hobbies that you had.
2: Yeah, you're right. That's what I guess, yeah, before we have jobs, you know, you're able to do all that shit.
1: Was it uh was it hard to be a only child?
2: I mean I always did want a brother, you know. Mm-hmm. But looking back, I'm sure it's like I probably got the best of it, just yeah. being an only child. You know, like who knows would have been what it would have been like. You know, but yeah, yeah, it was casual. Yeah, always. You know, I see friends that had brothers and shit. I always thought like that's so cool, got a brother. But yeah, as long as you had friends, you know. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah,
1: you never think about jumping back on the drums,
2: dude. I do, man. I do, but uh, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm, we just got to make time for that too. When are we gonna see know?
1: a goat reunion?
2: I mean we've been talking about it like this past like eight months, really, yeah, we've been talking about it, man,
1: so who's actually in the group?
2: um, so I'm the drummer, Spanky's on like lead guitar, Andrew's on rhythm guitar, Shane is the singer, and Atiba is the keyboard slash bassist, yeah, so there's five of us there, and it really just comes down to like a place to practice. That's it. We used to practice in Andrew's garage. But then we used to practice at, at Baker Boys in mm-hmm. the skate park. But then they redid the skate park to where there's no area that's safe from getting hit by a board or something like that in the skate mm. park. You know?
1: Where was it at before?
2: It God. was like a different layout, but it was it was in that skate park in the in the corner. Okay. But they you. had like barriers, they had like shit blocked off. And now it's like you need you. all that. So ever since then my, my drums had just been saran wrapped like up in like a pallet at Baker Boys in the rack, just mm-hmm. dusty for the last like six years. <laughs> They're just there, man. But we're, we're just basically we just need a place to practice. Maybe Andrew's new garage. But if once we just get a practice place, it'll happen. Like, Dude, we'll, that'll we'll, be so we'll sick. We'll jam and we'll just get yeah, that's all we need really.
1: How would the the creative process even work with that? Like, who who would create the songs or?
2: So Shane, he's so creative, just with his comedy or just like slogans or, or phrases, whatever. Uh, he just comes up with something just as he's driving or as he's waiting for food or just someone's trying to trick something like catchy, like over and over, and it starts with that him memorizing that or maybe like recording himself say that and then he'll say that or whatever and, then, and it'll either be me that'll get kind of like a beat to it or Andrew will do like some do or or it'll be flipped a little bit or it'll just be Andrew he'll start it off with like a, a riff a, a, like a basic guitar riff he'll record that and then Shane to be like, "Oh, I think I got something for that." Ooh, 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 <laughs> and then, and then, and then I'll go, "Okay, okay, here's what the drums gonna be like." And then Spanky comes in with the <laughs> like the sick guitar over it, and then Atiba goes off like my drums, like bass, you know, keyboard, whatever. But that's how it would happen,
1: dude. It's so
2: sick. Thanks, man. But dude, so yeah, we have we started a band, the Goat, you know, in two thousand seven. You know, it, it, we just got together it was a passion our we played from 2007 to 2015 our last show was and i think we just stopped because we would only rehearse when we got a show and we would only get shows pretty much when we would travel or they'd be like oh we're going to fly you out to paris to play this thrasher uh, party or something like that you know mm-hmm. it's crazy to where damn we actually got to travel and skate wow due to playing in this rock band getting booked to do shows wow. you know so it it worked together It's really sick but we would only rehearse when we got a show we're like oh we got a show in a month we <laughs> got you. all right so let's get together let's see if we could still play yeah. you know and, and other than that we wouldn't get together and just jam and like make new music so there was a lot of time where you know we created all these songs the first two years and then You know, we probably we probably all wrote like at least twenty songs all together, but it never got more than that because we never moved ahead. We never got ahead of the schedule. Like, let's write more music or write more songs. It's like, oh, we got a show in a month. All right, re rehearse the same songs just over and over and over and then that's how it was from the last like six years playing. It was just the same songs, and I think that's what kind of made us finally like just less passionate about it. We're, like, not creating. We're just like, oh, here's the same. Oh, gotcha. You know, it's like yeah. a routine, and then just kind of, like, you just last the passion a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, we would have to get together. We would have to make new music. We'd have to, like, start from scratch a little bit and just have play a couple classics, but I think that was just... the it got too repetitive.
1: Yeah, and I could see all you guys <clears throat> just being so busy. You know? That's
2: what it is, for I mean, sure. Mm-hmm. That's
1: what happens, bro. I mean, mm-hmm. just... You get older and just priorities change. Like, damn,
0: that
2: I don't
1: have, have any time to fucking rock out with my boys.
2: <laughs> yep, that's what happened to me.
1: So, what else is going on with you besides skating, man? What What else is uh What what else do you do?
2: Well, shit, man, um, is that everything? No, I mean, other than skating and filming, I really love. You know, this has actually filled the void of not uh, playing in a band, playing drums with the goat is that I learned how to DJ oh shit like around that same time like 2015 the time we had our last gig I I bought this app it was called uh, DJ AY2 was the app for the phone and I think Atiba kind of uh, taught me about that app This gave me some pointers about it and yeah I learned a lot from it like mixing mashing songs together and stuff like that and you you, re- you could record stuff yeah And I just got in this this routine where I would release on my own SoundCloud, the big old one-ism SoundCloud. There's uh, just DJ mashups that I do.
1: Still to this day, they're out.
2: Yeah, to this day, but the only two that I do steadily every single year, ever since 2015, is a summer mix, which will be like summer kind of sounding songs, usually 20 minutes to a half hour long. And then a 420 mix, mm. you know? So there's like a, maybe like eight months in between summer and 420. But but yeah, once 420 comes, I'm like, I'm mashing my favorite Smoke songs, usually 3-6 vibe to like any kind of good feeling, smoky kind of song.
1: Oh, shit. It's a 420. Yeah. 2021 mix. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. It's my latest one. So my latest one, I put out the... Uh, yeah, 420 Mix 2021, 20, but I'm right now working on the uh, summer mix. Sick. right now. So, but I'm really hyped on it. Right now, I already got this this Juicy J song, like a vacation song, to one of my favorite old school songs, Float On uh-huh. by the Floaters. Float On, Float On. It's like a classic, like no. 70s. Oh, man. I it's never a, heard that. It's like an Art LeBeau classic. It almost sounds like that. That Oh Honey song. It almost sounds just like that. But that to this Juicy J vacation, it's man, it's coming together so good. So I kind of whenever I have like off time, where I'm not editing or hanging with the lady, I'll just work on that or work on mashups and DJing and stuff. And
1: you make this on that app
2: still? Yeah, uh, yeah. But here's the thing: I have that same app. It's an updated version of the app now. It's just called DJ Pro now. It's made by the same company. It's called Algorithm. Okay. Or Algorithm um they it's the same kind of uh software but i have it on my ipad
1: okay got you and
2: i have my ipad connected to uh the turntables the controller now so but what's really sick is i could be driving in the car thinking of a mashup and i could have like my phone like you know safely on like the holder or whatever like you know i could -hmm. could be you know watching the road but i could start making like a mix like while I'm driving, <laughs> yeah, I could make key key points and like sync it up, and and I, the the what's so cool is on the same app on the phone, I could make a you know a red dot, blue dot, green dot to to make a mark on the song, and then I go to my iPad to the gig or wherever, and those dots are there on the iPad. Gotcha. Oh, okay, like because pre- they're synced up. Synced up. Got it's you. like yeah, the same account. Got you. Okay. So it's like the same. Yeah, the software from the phone and the ipad it's like you're getting ready almost on the way to the gig you would be like oh boom there's a mark get to the gig boom there's that green dot right where you left it yeah right up boom right on the beginning of the you know or the end
0: that's super cool dude
2: so i love like djing and i because of covid i haven't had any gigs in like a year and a half but i love djing gigs anybody could i don't know hit me up on maybe instagram or something yeah yeah reasonable price like i mean whether whether it be a house party or, or a bar or whatever i'm super dude, down, dude
1: i want to have beagle at a house party dude. yeah man beagle, you could dj for us bro. yeah no totally man. dude that was yeah, so it. sick yeah, i love
2: that shit i mean that's so fucking cool hopefully it's gonna be happening again soon you know yeah mm-hmm.
1: covid's done bro yeah it's done it's uh, and <laughs> one day it just yeah, switch is on. June 15th, it's, all, it, it's, gone. <laughs> it's done. You know when I knew it was done, dude? It was like two days later, and I was walking into a store, and I was just thinking, like, shit, do I get my mask? Do I not? And I saw this old couple walking in, smiling, bro, <laughs> no mask. I'm like, we're lit, bro. They feel oh, good. Shit. I feel good. It's crazy, man.
2: I still feel bad. I am. I'm in there, too. I did it maybe three times this week, was in Vons with no mask. But you see those employees... Oh, what made me feel good was when you see the employees without them, because mm-hmm. I would see some with them still. And you're like, oh, my God, they're just having trouble breathing all day yeah. still with all the customers without it. They're still stuck with that mask. But then you look at the bagger and he doesn't have the mask. And you're like, oh, we're good. Yes, yeah. Dude. They're all just. It's a choice. Now. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a choice. That's cool, man.
1: Yeah, I, I I think I, I feel kind of comfortable with the people that handle my food having the mask on. So I'm like, All right, cool. Because I never thought about it before, but they could have easily like you know dripped into Drooled. it or just yeah, go, take a little <laughs> bite oh, yeah. off the plate or yeah. something like that. That's true. But uh, dude, I've always wanted to get into I don't know about DJing, but more so like making music. Oh you know? yeah, like back in the day, there used to be this program. It was called acoustica audio mix kind of thing and i was i was able to use that and then uh that's kind of what what got me into editing videos like on final cut because i'm like oh it's kind of like the same thing i was using because it's just like a timeline you know and then you see the waves and you're like okay cut it here take this out take that there and uh yeah i've always wanted to get into that so for like hijinks you you make all the music that's on that or
0: like the little no. edits?
2: Um no, well yeah, we just stick to one theme song from just one one artist. But uh yeah, and that's another thing, yeah, with the uh with the YouTube, yeah, you just gotta be really selective with the pretty much try to have like no music. Yeah. And when I do have music in a Beagle Tapes episode, like in the background, like like once like Evan Hernandez, you know, he he's getting a gap. He's got his Mercedes in the background, bumping fifty cent. You know, and boom, we couldn't monetize that episode. Like, oh, you mm-hmm. you share your yeah. your all your earnings go to Fifty Cent record label because Evan Hernandez was bumping Fifty Cent <laughs> in the parking lot while you're filming that trick. So, yeah. like, I learned from that. Like, so I'll like really slice the audio. Like, ooh, get that background noise out of there. Only just raise the pop in the land. Oh, or if there's no skating and it's just hijinks to some music speed it all up a hundred and ten percent and then the yeah the robots won't catch Oh they can't catch it? Yeah. Oh you, okay. Whether whether you speed it up or slow it down by five to ten percent, the robot isn't gonna mm. catch like that is um E forty or Gotcha. You. you know, so yeah little things like that I do little little uh, tricks. You yeah. Know? <laughs> but yeah, you'll see some Beagle tapes with like some sped up like oh because <laughs> it's some music in the background or something. Yeah
1: i feel you sometimes i just gotta let it rock though bro i'm like fuck it. if i'm not gonna make it whatever
2: uh yeah quality you can't uh sacrifice the quality yeah yeah Mm -hmm.
1: because we actually uh well talking about it now this is after it comes out but that deck that i showed you upstairs Mm -hmm. that's a collab that we're doing and uh we did a whole edit to it Uh, i actually want to show it to you if you don't mind after this yeah definitely um Mm -hmm so stoked on it dude but i used a okay. song and i was like it's gonna get demonetized but i just don't give a fuck like it, it just flows oh yeah perfectly dude yeah and uh that's gonna be my thing is like every time that we come out with a new collection just to make an edit on it and i told my son like <clears throat> after every edit i'm after you bro <laughs> so I, I wanted to like force both of us to just keep stepping up you nice know? man that's um tight. I have my uh, my bucket list trick that I have to do, bro. Really? Have it, I want to see if you ever done it, dude. Yeah. Holly, the Holly Hollywood Twelve.
2: Oh my god, dude! No, I haven't. The biggest stairs ever, hollied, I think, was the La Canyada Eleven stair, mm-hmm. and that that was even like Knox bet me a hundred dollars I couldn't do it first try, and that's the only reason I did it.
1: You did it first try. Yeah. Eleven stair. Yeah. Before that, what was the? What was the biggest? Uh, 11.
2: There's always 11. 11, 11 okay. was always the biggest I ever went. So, yeah, that Hollywood 12, that's huge, dude. So I've you've never even, tried it.
1: I've passed by it. Yeah. I've never actually physically. like Just looking at here, the space, where do you think how high it would be and how far?
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's as, damn, pretty much as far as the, well, no. Okay, so it will be. I guess just the middle of the O. Okay. The middle, as as tall as the middle of the O to the beginning of this glass case. The heights
1: (laughs) I can do, but the height and the length together, times plus to the third power, bro.
2: The ground, too. It's like rough. Is it? Yeah. Oh,
1: shit. But just always being a kid, dude, passing by, like, classic spot hollywood 12 and then i ever since i got back into skating i'm doing more stairs than i did when i was a kid so i'm like oh maybe i could do it <sighs> i told jay i want to make a day just to go look at it one day and yeah just ponder oh yeah
2: definitely gotta do that man Dude, i love doing I, that
1: i would uh i would love to do that bro yeah. once i do that that's it cool i'm man. retired bro
2: i like that goal because you could always drive by it yeah like, you got all like the uh the Hollywood, like, the, the famous people on the, the wall, like Elvis Presley and Marilyn Monroe, and then you can be like, yep, yeah, I'll eat that 12. <laughs> Put your face up there. So, uh. um, about filming, dude.
1: who Who's the most consistent person when we when you would go out filming with them?
2: I mean, Jamie Foy. That's another thing I didn't mention about uh, Jamie earlier, is that he does not bail. Hmm. It's like... A, <laughs> on top of like his whole now you don't see him get out of the car do some exercises or stretches or whatever his his diet or some you know like a whole bunch of Chick-fil-A right there on the way (laughs) to the spot or whatever he does not bail Mm -hmm. that's I, I love that man and you know to to think of other people that don't bail as much I don't know man it's always a good thing it's always such a blessing like like the unspoken word of every filmer is like, please don't bail. Like, please stop bailing. You know, mm. like because because it's like such a disease. You know, and and as a skater, you know, you know how it works. You're like, okay, I could see it's hard bailing. It's natural. Okay, it's hard to overcome fear and just commit to your trick every try. Yeah, but you know, as a filmer, and you're seeing it happen, you're seeing. The routine of someone catch their board and push it or kick it away, and just like over and over and over and going back up the stairs, back up the stairs, and you're like you try to like coach them through it. You're like, do you really want to walk up these stairs all day? Put it down right now. Mm. And like, yeah, right here. Or twenty bucks this try. It's like yeah. (laughs) It's like it's such a mental battle for some people more than others. Yeah. You know, but it's. It's killing us, filmers. It's killing. It's like a, a terrible disease, you know. It's just like killing the filmers' uh, back, time, legs, yeah, uh, stamina, everything. It's just like, man, if you could find it in your <laughs> in your own mind to stop bailing or just just get the session with over, like quicker than later, it would just it'd be so sick.
1: So you don't feel that it's it's the actual skill, like they're they already know how to do it. They can do it, but they're just a not committing bit. to it.
2: Exactly. Gotcha. Good point. That's exactly what I'm saying. It, it, sometimes it's with the skill. Obviously, if it's a technical trick like a manual, mm-hmm. that it, it's you'll lose your mind because you're not bailing. You're trying, and you had no reason to bail, and it's really a technical issue. But yeah, there's some some tricks where it's just like like a like a something just over a rail or something where, yeah, you could just see. It's like, oh, my God, they're just addicted to bailing. It's like you just get in this routine where you're not visualizing mm-hmm. landing on the ground or riding away, something like that. But, yeah, it's rare to see people that that have that wired where they're like, don't bail. Yeah. You know, it's, um it's rare. Do you think some
1: people feel like they have to put in that, that work, those bails in order to get the trick? Cause they don't think that they can. To
2: know. an extent. So everybody has the right to bail at least 10 times. Mm-hmm. Everybody has that right. But once you start bailing like a hundred times or something, I don't know, man, you're just like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's part of this game. There's, there's no way around it. There's like, it's like a, a a mental issue, but it'd be so rad to just figure that out.
1: When know? do you tap out as a filmer?
2: You can't do it. That's why you're paid. It's like, a, you know what, I think I might have done it actually recently for the, one of the first times in my whole life. Like I was filming someone that like clearly didn't really have the trick, and he was capable of just trying for hours, but I had already been filming for hours before they started trying that. So I already like with the big camera, like Mm. my back was already like acting up a little bit, and I was kind of like, "Hey, um, like, like, you mind uh, maybe try another day or something?" (laughs) And they're like, they're like, like, yeah, it's cool, all good, good." Uh I I was like, "Damn, I think it's the first time I ever did that in my whole life." Where I'm like, not there to support and be like, "Yeah, it, try it all day, try it all day," (laughs) because really they want that, they want to hear that, they want to hear, yeah, the hope. Like, you, you can't be negative at all as a filmer you're going against the culture you're going against yourself you can't show any sign of doubt i don't know yeah you got to really just be so supportive
1: yeah that um that edit that we did jay filmed a lot of it well he filmed the 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 half of it the skating portion of it and uh I feel bad, dude, because I'm like, <laughs> I'm not consistent. I'm still, I'm still trying to get this shit back. So I'm like, oh, it's, it's cool. And he's like, nah, keep going. I'm like, oh, fuck, okay, cool, you know. And then I just feel bad, dude. Even when I have my my son record, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, just yeah. Give, give me one more try, and then we'll come back to it.
2: Yeah, and you can't help but to feel bad. But as long as you know that you're trying your hardest, and yeah. you're not bailing. You gotta just be like, all right, if I'm not bailing, I'm just really trying, trying. But one thing I recommend to everybody out there. That has someone filming them, whether it's your son or or Jay or whoever, a professional filmer. Buy them a meal after. Yeah. Buy them a not, you know, at least a tall can or a beer, if not dinner or lunch, just for them bending their back like that for anywhere from twenty minutes to two hours. Facts. You know what I mean? Just like not only is like a big thank you and and getting the clip and Daps really good, but you know, just be like. I got you on dinner tonight, and that yeah. that really helped everything out. Do
1: you feel unappreciative a lot of times? Me? Yeah. No. Like, by people when you're you're filming. Oh them? no,
2: no, 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 for sure. No, I know everybody's really giving it their all for sure all the time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: I could see that that being a really hard job sometimes, <laughs> dude. But I mean, if you enjoy it,
2: you you know. I guess there are maybe like maybe two people that I have filmed that that like just they have tempers already mm-hmm. and they're like I, I wouldn't say they're unappreciative but i would even try to support them and, and and they would just be like pissed off like no i don't got it why the fuck? you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> so like that well you know Beagle? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> brian <laughs> so, you don't know shit. <laughs> yeah brian <laughs> 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 yeah i don't know maybe maybe like people like that are like the like the least favorite to film or, yeah. or something but yeah for the most part yeah well shit yeah blessing. dude
1: you're definitely putting in work with them man it's like it's definitely like a teamwork dude
0: mm-hmm.
1: but that's uh i love it man i love the culture i love getting back into it and it's uh it's making me feel young again dude
2: dude for real man i enjoy it keeps young man forever
1: yeah definitely that Sick. spot that you guys were at yesterday i want to go check that spot out one of these days yeah and then maybe i'll uh <clears throat> i'll try that hollywood 12 out
2: Yeah, got to definitely suss it.
1: What happens if I get hurt, though, dude? That's going to be so embarrassing, bro. I am like, tell my car friends.
2: I don't know. Well, (laughs) do do you, I mean, I don't know if you could say, but do you have, are you covered? Do you have health insurance? Yeah. Okay, well, then fuck it. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) See, me, like, I haven't had health insurance, like, for a long time. Yeah. So... I could sit there and be like, no, I'm not gonna try <laughs> that. Like that would be very unwise. If I can't visualize like how I'm gonna bail or roll out of this or whatever, like that's not worth a demon, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh man.
1: Beagle, you're a fucking legend. Thanks, Frank. Oh, you dude. too, Frank. I appreciate you coming on, dude. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. You know, it's uh what you do. The, the the time you've been in the in, in skateboarding is just is so legendary bro thanks mike i geek out on on so much more than just you know the skating aspect of it just like everything the music the uh the editing the filming it's just the 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 youtube videos you're on your grind bro i thanks, love man. it dude thanks it's fucking awesome man thank you well, i really appreciate you being on the podcast i appreciate your time dude and uh Hope you had a good lunch. No, nah,
2: great dude. Thanks for the toppers, man. <laughs> of course. Everything right. The brew. Oh, right here,
1: die. I know yep. it. Boop, boop, boop. Ah. Hell yeah, All man. right, guys, so we gotta show Beagle some love. YouTube channel, it's Hijinxnet. Yep. Right? Net. every Thursday at eight PM. You guys need to go on there. Check it out. If you guys are car guys and you're you're just remember skateboarding from a kid. Go watch that, you're gonna get bit by the bug again, dude. It's uh trust me, it's amazing, man. I wanna go skate after this, bro. Shit, dude. I feel <laughs> um,
0: you.
1: but but I love it, dude. I love everything you do. I love when you post up and then the, the new drops come out, dude, and it's just it's tight, bro. You do a lot for the community, man, and I appreciate it.
2: Hell yeah, man. Thanks again.
1: Yeah, of course. So before we get out of here, uh what's your Instagram where everybody could check you out at?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. My Instagram is Beagle One ism. Spelt out o-n-e-i-s-m beagle o-n-e-i-s-m
1: and then there's one for hijinks as well
2: yeah there's hijinks net is also got the instagram and that's also the youtube channel hijinks net um yeah just yeah look out for that uh shake jump video shrimp blunt shrimp
1: blunt coming in january yep are you gonna do a premiere for it um or it's like like as actual premiere somewhere
2: We'd like to, actually. Dude. Yeah, we're going to figure that out. That would be yeah, sick, so lit, up. bro. That would be sick. Hell yeah. Also, yeah, if you want to book me any DJ gigs, too, just DM me on the Instagram. Dude, I'm Do honestly
1: you know. thinking of just having a fucking
2: house party, bro. Yeah, dude. Have come through. That's what time it is, man. That'd be fun. Yeah, we uh, we just bought a
1: pad last year so we've never had a pad that we could have house parties oh, at shit. so now we do Sorry, so man. we're having a house party on the 4th of july it's gonna be lit oh do you come dude if you want jay's gonna come
2: i'm gonna be <laughs> in san diego that day but yeah. i would go i would Hell be yeah
1: one of these days bro maybe i'll just have you come over just to dj just for on a wednesday bro fuck of course, it. Man. <laughs> let's maybe just I mean. post up and have some Modelo's. that'd be sick toppers. dude That'd be sick. Good shit. Beagle, thank you for your time, man. Sure. really thank appreciate you. it, bro. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to Downtime with Downstar. If this is your first time listening, guys, thank you for being here. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, thank you guys all for your support, man. Downtime with Downstar, episode 226. And we out. Peace. Much
2: love, Downstar. Geo. Boop, boop, boop.